You are listening to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy life to listen to ours. And remember, if you dig what we do, please go to patreon.com slash swordchomp uh, and look for one of the various ways you can support us or just leave us a kind rating. If you're listening on iTunes, uh, subscribe. Uh, subscriptions are huge for helping us rise up the charts. If you're on Android on the various devices, subscribe to the show. Help us get the uh, the voice of Chomp Nation out there. We have a wild show today uh, for the topic of the show. We peel back the veneer of bullshit to reveal the true reason Sony is skipping E3. That's right. All the while, Xbox's Phil Spencer is over on Twitter hyping up his Microsoft E3 press conference. So that should be a really fun topic of the show. And we take uh, comments left by you, the Instagram follower slash listener. Whatever you are, um, it's a, <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be epic, and you know it's a big void to fill, and Phil Spencer is happy to do it with Sony being out. He's gonna fill it with their big new unit, Xbox Series X, and shockingly, it looks like you won't need one of those little mini PCs to play Halo Infinite. So we pull our listeners to see if that news kind of dampens the launch excitement uh, for them, um, or if it's still an early purchase for the Xbox Series X at the end of the year. Um, do you share food right off your plate with your dog or cat or pet, whatever, gerbil, whatever it happens to be. I'm now imagining a gerbil crawling over someone's dinner plate. Um, Mm. uh, and, uh, so that's one of the poll questions we're going to talk about. And, uh, welcome to the future where we attach fleshlights to propeller fans, uh, and let it rip. And tear! That's right, as we pull Doom Eternal Hype! Uh, Just try to forget the whole ripping and tearing with the prior thing. It's not a pretty picture. Um, Kamehameha! We'll ask Rich about his time with some sort of new Dragon Ball Z thing. Uh, Patreon shoutouts, of course, at the end of the show. We have no slow weeks here on the Chompcast. So let's get right to some intros from the East Coast. Um, not the least coast. The Rich Meister is here. Rich, uh, how you doing? Uh, Sword Chomp anime expert. Uh, Sword checking Chomp in. Anime expert. Uh, you can glad you can take that. You can take that. I can uh, that title. No one else has uh, jumped up for that one just yet. So, so I'll take it then. I'll hang on mm-hmm. to it. Mm. I was th- wish I just think about all of our titles now. I know I'm Kojima expert and uh, penis. Um. I mean, really? Are you? Anyone just, a how, how much expert? do you know? How much do you know about Bogtai? Well, I don't he, think he Kojima's looking, a Kojima expert. Because I had to tell you right. about the breast sensor. I was gonna say that, like Morgan was looking for another word to succeed uh, penis. I don't think he needs another word. Kojima expert and penis. I also <laughs> think Morgan Barnes. <laughs> Kojima expert and penis. I also mm-hmm. think anime expert might encompass Kojima expert. Um, also, I tried really hard not to laugh when you said "big new unit." Big. That's what I was trying to work in, you know, Phil Spencer filling the void with his big unit, you know. It's a big unit. Big black unit, um, you could say. BBU. <laughs> All right. BBU. Suppose you could. Um, Don't know if you should. Too late. But yeah, Rich, it's... And yet um, we have. For the record, I, four I minutes did. into the show. Me and Josh both played Boktai back in the day. Thank you very much. I was on the Boktai train. Thank you. Well, I play I play it again every now and again on my um on my Retron Five, 
uh, during which time I lean my Retron 5 out the window so the cartridge can gather sunlight. <laughs> and if you don't know what Boktai is, for a five-second rundown, Do a it Google. was a game for the Game Boy uh, Advance, right? Or was it? Yeah, it was a Game Boy Advance game. And you had to charge the cartridge with sunlight to shoot your gun. You fought vampires. Kojima made it. Kojima he wanted, made it. He wanted it to be able to smell your garlicky breath as well, but everyone said, no, that's that's too insane, Kojima. Mm, that <laughs> That's that's where that's where they draw the line. It's not he wanted uh, you murdering to, infants. It's um, no garlic breath. He wanted you to eat garlic bread, be able to breathe it on the cartridge, and kill some vampires. I mean, that's a sales pitch. That's, that's quite a I, fucking sales. You, pitch. you think I'd he would have been product. able to talk with some sort of Italian chain to get Don't them to cover worry. those sensors? I'm it's sure Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Bug Tie Two, brought to you yeah. by Olive Garden, is coming to the Nintendo Switch in 2020. Yep. Um, He's going to bring it back. He's going to bring it back on the Switch. Oak Tie 2, the garlic is on your breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't there a Buck Tie 2? There was a second one, wasn't there? There, there was. Yeah. It was a DS uh, game that wasn't quite as good. Never is. Anyway, thanks for being here, Rich. Happy to have you and your anime expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, coming in from Japan, you made me lose my shot. I, I had something I was going to say about being a penis enthusiast, but I'm just going to drop it. Um, coming in from Japan, the one and only Professor Layton is here, Shay Layton. Shay, training hard for the Pokemon tournament this week, I imagine. That's, that's me. Oh, is that yeah. this week? Huh. I thought there was like a whole series of Professor Laytons. You said Temtem wrong. No, it's just, it's just one professor. Just, just the one? Okay. Just I, the one. Yeah. I must and be I'm thinking not even a real else. professor. Mm. And the Curse of the Haunted Uber. Or don't they have weird names like that? Those Professor Layton games? Those games yeah. are good, man. Don't talk Oh, they're shit. great. They're great. I think I've played like half of them. I haven't kept up in the last couple Whatever the last yeah. one was that they ported to Switch, I bought and then have yet to play because mm. time is a cruel mistress. They're like they're like the Land Before Time movies, like where the first few are phenomenal, and then like they just keep going, and you're like, I mean, th- they're good, but like, how many more can you make? So we mm. should play Phoenix Wright instead, is what you're saying? I hey, it's yeah. the same kind speaking, of thing. Speaking like of those... which, I d- I did just buy yeah. that one again. On uh, that's I, I like bought that, that on Switch as well, but yeah, I, I got most the, of the it. Steam. Uh, re-release of it here last year so oh, yeah phoenix right and like um and professor the Layton games are kind of the same like cult classic thing that nintendo must sell enough of to keep they, shitting them out they have but a crossover not, like, a or did thing. i dream that so i think there's you, a i'm pretty uh, sure there was a crossover there was a phoenix right professor Layton crossover i'm pretty wow. sure yeah professor Layton gets accused of being too curious and <laughs> i know phoenix that the Professor Layton games are fairly popular in Japan as well. Like, not oh. insanely popular, but they are fairly well known. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the fascinating things I found this week when I was digging up a lot of stats on the PlayStation Xbox sales is that even though Sony obliterated Xbox um, in North America, it was only by, like, you know, 10 million or so that they that they beat the Xbox One. It was really Europe and Japan and or the rest of the world where they, they crushed them, which is interesting. Yeah, I think 10 Japan, million- that's... Ten million is hard, hardly anything. Well, I mean, it's it's a good number, but in the console race, if you look at it, you'd say, "Wow, they've what's sold." The, what's the scope of the full number, though? 
Oh, I'll give you the scope of the full number, but I don't want to give something away. He's tried that, that line for so many years. <laughs> I give you this. Well, you this, know, I I could crunch the numbers for you. I, that's a, let's look at it like a teaser because I may have been talking with someone about a potential topic for next week. One of our patrons that may have something to do with that. So let's let's not walk that road yet. Um, you don't have all the information, do you? Put it on your taste. Put it on your your tongue. Just taste it. Um, is that a gross sound on the microphone? Could you edit that out? Is that how you taste? That's <laughs> that's not how you do it. Hmm. You don't just. It's not how I do it. Restaurant. Um, that's <laughs> I did. Yeah. Oh man, that's a dirty yeah. joke. Mm-hmm. I can't talk about that later. Shay Layton taught me a trick. Um, that we'll talk about after the podcast. Chomping after dark, maybe. Um, all right. So it's gonna be a. <laughs> <laughs> does it have to do with chomping in yes, the dark? Yes, it does. It does. Yes, it has to do with chomping in the dark. <laughs> Oh Lord. Um so yeah, um nothing wrong with eating ass. Shay, Shay you are hyping yourself up for the Pokemon tournament. He's gotta do it. He's mm. gonna try and beat us all down, so um I bet I'll who, succeed. Who stands in the way of his glory? Mm. Who stands in the way of I don't know. I might at some point. I actually finished the game yesterday. So we're we're Not getting time. there. We're getting there. Yeah. Spoiler alert, you become kid. the champion. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I am. Yeah, you could still battle even if you hadn't finished the game technically. But yeah. uh, that Pokemon tournament's going to be a lot of fun if you hear this podcast on Monday or Tuesday or whatever it's going to be next week when you first start listening to it. I guess it goes up late Monday night. We are that sat following Saturday we're going to have a Pokemon tournament. Um and it should be fun. It's going to be on Twitch. We are going to probably work out the details of it. And uh, it's a first for us. We used to do these back in the day, Rich, privately. It was like a tradition that we had. Um, mm-hmm. But now the idea of Twitch streaming one is is pretty exciting. So, Yeah. I'm actually I'm excited. I'm going to be filming my section of the stuff for the, the little video commercial snippet thing that I have had planned. I'm going to be doing that tonight, and I did some uh, of it this morning. So That's going to be a, a Sunday uh, venture for me. Mm. That's good. Mm. At least you're doing it. Yeah, that's the intent. Do it. I do wanted it. to do it last weekend, and then I totally let that Sunday slip away from me. Give him something. Um, so, yeah, uh, that should be a lot of fun. Thanks for being here, Shane. Of course, from Michigan, we have the one and only Joshua Fowler. Um, Josh, uh, happy to have you. I feel bad. I gave you some shit on the... Uh, Death Stranding uh, podcast we did, which by the way, if you sign up to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash swordchomp, we have a $10 tier that gives you extra podcasts every month. And we did a spoiler cast last week where mm. we definitely all agreed about Death Stranding. I don't think that's what happened. For I, I distinctly time. remember us all agreeing. <laughs> Morgan finally came around and, and realized how wrong he was. <laughs> I remember sighing a lot. <laughs> no, no, Josh got me down the road of building bridges, so I've spent mm-hmm. the whole week raiding camps and kicking people, which you guys taught me how to do on that podcast. I Who still you? can't believe you got through the <laughs> oh entirety of that fucking game and didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could kick, because yeah. they would just go to the ground. Yeah, because they'll just keep up. waking each other up, so you, yeah, no wonder you were having such a hard time, because you, like, <laughs> you've got like a, what is it, it's like a... 30% chance to actually just knock them out whenever you hit them. Yeah. Instead of. I thought that was if you shot yeah. the bullet at like their neck and it like spun around their neck that it was like a head, like it hurt them more. Uh, or something. I mean, if not, you get, like, I haven't been able to tell a huge difference, but. Nor have I, but like once you get that bullet gun, they're a goddamn joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, there's no, there's not really any challenge to it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> there is absolutely none. And actually engaging them in a fist fight is unfun nonsense. Yeah. So you might as well just. Well, 
Yes. No. I'm... <laughs> it's it's nonsense, but if you're surrounded, it's also inefficient too. Um, but well, yeah, no, that I, you're it's... immune while pairing, which is the whole thing that I was like. Yes. Anyway. No, no, Josh. So yeah, if you sign to our Patreon page, you get that spoiler cast, our control spoiler cast, and tons of other spoiler shows, hidden shows. Patreon.com/slash/swordchomp. But yeah, Josh, I I took down one of those camps and I filled up a truck. Just like you were doing with a bunch of stuff, and I built mm-hmm. a bridge, like and I was like, oh, me. no. Oh, no. It's like crack building those bridges. <laughs> and for some reason, everybody on my server, Josh, there's thousands of, like, motorcycles and shelters and God knows what, which is great, but nobody builds the bridges. I'm the only one building any fucking bridges there. I don't mm. know why. The only bridge we need is Sam Porter bridges, <laughs> and that's why. It's symbolic. Yeah, uh, I have a bunch of, like, random bridges out in the middle of nowhere it's like it's not even going over anything and you're like who put i mean highways i guess i meant highways well yeah yeah Um, stuff in weird spots the highways i was i was getting to this the 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 sharing aspect of that is not like a one-to-one like oh you've got a um basically you're sharing some of the resources you put into uh rebuilding those on your shard of the, of from the game, what yeah. I, essentially. I so noticed it'll make it, it easier for you like to rebuild your own. If I rebuilt more roads, it seemed like others were more prone to pop up. Mm-hmm. Like the more resources I was putting into the roads myself, the more likely I was to just find some completed ones. I don't know. All I know is that I went around and built like three roads. Let's put it this way. I had on, thir- on Wednesday night, I had sex and I also built five roads. I'm not sure which one is for the first time in a long time for both of those things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm not sure Um, which is more pleasurable, the road building or the sex. You know, you know what? I'll play Death Stranding again. Let me know if Kojima drops a patch where you can build a Metal Gear Rex. (laughs) Just build it. That was my joke. I told Josh is by the end of the game, because of all that weird climbing gear and that leg gear, you were just going to become a Metal Gear Rex by the end. I would. I'd play that game. Uh Raiden Uh fucking shows up and you're like, this is when did this get awesome? Yeah, it gets yeah. close with the uh, the speed gear, because like between Why leveling up and then the, the, the extra stability you have from that, you don't. I don't. I don't think I've rebuilt a bridge in, since the first one where they're like, "Oh, hey, there's this new thing you can do," and I immediately went out and built a bridge that I never then yeah. used after that. Yeah. But uh, if you get a good sprinting jump with those speed legs, you can uh, you can clear like about Leap. a forty foot gap. You know what's a missed opportunity with those speed legs when you get, like, the super jump? Much like in Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain, uh, when you punch and they put in the bionic commando noise, they should have put Mm -hmm. it in when you jump with the speed gear. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, the Platinum Hunt continues. As a $6 million man, why did I say bionic commando? You know what I meant. Yes, I knew what you were going for, but I thought I did anyway. I was disagreeing with you. I had no idea what you were talking about. We were all on this. You know, in Metal Gear Solid Five, you know the $6 million man, like the sound effect? When you knock somebody out with a punch with the robot arm in Metal Gear Solid Five, you hear like, As soon as you said Metal Gear Solid Five, you lost me. That's one game I want to go back to. Like, I wish. Play a good Kojima game. Yeah, that's a good idea. Looking looking back at like our game of the year fight that me and Shay had, like my biggest regret is that I should have just let the all the story fighting slide because it was just a waste of time and I should have focused on the the good things the gameplay did. It, but it I had is I had we- one of the I weaker hadn't... Metal Gear stories. I one hundred percent agree <laughs> yeah. with you. You went right through the story. So. Yeah, no, but you get a little pop. No, I was talking about Death Stranding, but yes, I agree with you. Metal Gear Solid Five also. Weak story. 
weak story um, fantastic gameplay mm-hmm. um I want to give it another chance because when Metal Gear Solid Five first came out, I was so turned off by it having basically no story that I was like upset. I actually took it back to the store and I said, "This is portable. This is portable ops on the PS4. This fucking sucks." And uh, I was so mad. That's what it is. It's I portable like, ops. I like portable ops. Uh-huh. That's fine. That's fine. But uh, you know, it's I was probably too hard on it, and I want to go back to it. But um, my name Peace is Peace Walker. Is Mor- actually probably oh, <laughs> like that's primo me. shit right there. How does it feel to be wrong? Uh, We'll we'll never return to the heights of VR missions. That noise. (laughs) Josh is still waving the VR missions flag all these Mm -hmm. years later. I like the secret. It's just just the one of us here. (laughs) I like the secret mission in Ape Escape where Mm -hmm. you meet Solid Snake. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite Metal Gear game. Um. Can't catch them. I, I don't believe in catching monkeys. I believe in, I'm a lover of all animals. I don't really want to net those monkeys. Okay. Hmm. That's how I started Temtem. Forty five minutes in, baby. They used to be like, "Hey, you want this monkey be caught?" And I was like, "Give it here." Monkey. Oh god, you just can't stay away from those. You were a grookey guy, weren't you? I was a grookey guy, but this is a melee type because Temtem understands matchups. <laughs> uh. Anyways, um. We got a fun show today. Uh, let's get to the topic of the show, and it is all about the state of E3. Um, very controversial, and thought it'd make. I told you guys I really just think this would be a lot of fun to talk about. Um, how you guys feel about it personally, as well as just the state of it. Uh, every this is this is a hot topic right now, okay? And this is what I love about our show is that we can kind of fly by the seat of our pants with whatever's current and relevant. And there's not a lot of games out right now, which is hence why Shay's playing Pokemon, I'm playing Death Stranding. For some reason, Rich is playing Dragon Ball Z, which is actually a new game. Uh, and I don't know what Josh is playing. What are you playing, Josh? Anything? Have you been playing anything? Uh, finally going back and playing Star Wars. Since, okay. Uh, okay. yeah, I grabbed it over the release. Oh, yeah, you were starting that before we recorded last <laughs> yeah, week, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been playing a lot of that this week. Really? Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't know well, you played a lot of Star in, Wars. In, in the time when I'm not trying to eventually finish Pokemon, so... You can get that orange lightsaber oh. now. Mm-hmm. They pushed it as an update. Yeah, yeah. So I've been oh. using. It's a, it's a oh, cool looking I need, one. I need to grind some of that so we can talk about. It. Also, I just downloaded The Last of Us Remastered, and I'm going to start that too. You should. I've I got, never played The Last oh, yeah. of Us. I got a Disney when Kyber Crystal right here. All right. You like oh. that? Change your lightsaber color yellow. Yeah, don't even get me. This is, this is why we can't even get to the topic of the show, because I have so many things spiraling off my head now that I want to say about Star Wars. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to talk about the the in the horrible crimes that were committed against Ryan Johnson. I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. So uh, talk about something he else. Was, he was desperately hoping one of us would make him talk about it right there. <laughs> I, nobody got paid to be into it. Um, like, I told like you I won't talk about to, it. It's like an NBA player that goes to get into a fight, and then he's looking for someone to like hold him back to pretend like he it's like, doesn't dude, want no to fight. Cares. But like, yeah. Yeah, one of those situations. <laughs> they were like, go ahead, man. You want to fight? Go for it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll wait. So, no, I think you got a shot. I mean, we're going to get paid this like, guy with $10 no million a year either way. He's probably a pushover. Go ahead. Go get your punches in. <laughs> oh, You're like Donald Trump punches. being like, nobody asked me about my fantastic policies. I don't want to talk about them. I, I Nobody ask. Yeah. No, my <laughs> favorite <laughs> Bible verses are very personal. I, don't, I wouldn't get into that. That's, that's maybe stay away from that, sir. I wow, didn't listen too, to you when I ran my casino. Why would I listen to you now? <laughs> two, two Trump impersonations already. This isn't... Shay, do you have a Trump impersonation we can throw to it? Listen, we're gonna build the wall. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. Mm. 
I got nothing either. I've never even tried to do a, a Trump impression. I think Dead Stranding's an amazing game. It's, <laughs> Ryan. it's probably the best game Kojima's ever made. Wait, he wouldn't like it because Death no. Stranding is about building, put, you know, building yeah, the world. Yeah, but he back wouldn't together. understand it. Yeah, he no, no, he walls. would. You can't build no, walls. No, he's like one of the neo Nazis okay? who, uh, who I think is really into they live. I think Kojima yeah. should patch in the ability to build walls to help protect your settlements. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, perfection. <laughs> patch in wall building. That's why Amelie is all in red to symbolize the Republicans in the White House. Um, my favorite character is um, I like Dead Man. I thought you did no elaboration. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't elaborate. No, okay, all right. Um, just all had right. it on his mind so, for some reason. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, so I'm gonna start this off by getting my punches in, I guess, and then we're gonna go around Robin because I usually find either like uh, something from you know literature or a tweet or a quote or something to kick off these topics of the show. So I figured what better way to kick it off than are actually the biggest Instagram posts we've had of the year, whether people told me they agreed with me or that I was an idiot. Um, we had a really huge post on Instagram as far as interactions and likes and stuff go. Um, so I will kick it off that way. Opinion, obviously mine. Sony skipping E3 fucking sucks. Does it make more business sense for them to skip E3? It's debatable. Maybe. Who fucking cares about Sony's business plan? I love my PS4, currently platinum hunting, Death Stranding. Um, however, I don't work for Sony, and neither do you. E3 was Christmas for gamers. An entire week of spectacle, a celebration of our industry. Maybe this is an old dinosaur talking, but our industry as a whole is way more fun with E3. Think of all the podcasts that you enjoy that cover E3, all those amazing commentary videos. If Sony helps drive the nail into the E3 coffin, it will be to the detriment of the industry. Is this selfish? Fuck yeah, it is. E3 was a Christmas, uh, was like Christmas morning for me. Sony is mom's new drunken boyfriend stumbling into the Christmas tree at 3 a.m. and trampling all of your presents. This sucks. Morgan, that's me. Uh, <laughs> How do you even drink that much eggnog? sign something? There's a lot of spiked eggnog. Mm. Um, so that's obviously where I stand, but man, did this people have thoughts. Um, so look, I think we can obviously get this out of the way first. I There is obviously business reasons that have been there for years, really since the advent of social media. Five or six years ago, you can make the case that you can just jump out on social media and announce a game or have your own event, or do whatever, and you can get incredible coverage, right? I mean, are we all on the same page with that as a starting point? Yeah, 100%. Okay. So, this, and I think I actually have, for me, it hit me like a fucking, like a Kojima metaphor, just punched me right in the face, um, with no, no subtlety. I, yeah, it just uppercutted me. <laughs> no, it did it punch me in the face or uppercut me? I'm not sure. Um, it happened very quickly. And I realized, I think, where this all went wrong. But I want to get you guys' takes. So let's throw it around the room here. Josh, what what's your thought on um, Sony skipping E3 again, but even more importantly, on a console launch year, which was pretty surprising to people, I think. Yeah, I do think that is surprising because... <sighs> like, we, we've mentioned it before, but like... Uh, the momentum going into a console is pretty important, um, and I think that was one of the reasons that Xbox stumbled so hard in the Xbox One generation, um, is because there was 
bad messaging about what the hell this thing even was and who was supposed to be into it. And yeah, it, it seems like skipping E3 is missing an opportunity for Sony to be, you know, getting their message across for this whole thing. Um, granted, I'm sure they're going to have plenty of other, other opportunities to do that, but it seems like they're going to be have a, you know, be missing out on a lot of eyes by, by not being there for that. Um, that said, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's possible to do it otherwise. I just don't know if it's going to be enough to make up for not being there. So that's, that's, that's a big, a big if at the moment. Um, because even their their own personal like first party stuff unrelated to E3 in the past have been fairly weak. Um, so yeah, we'll see. It, it doesn't. Can you give me an example of of what you were just saying there with their first party stuff being weak? Well, just with a quick their example. Previously, they've been at E3 by just essentially holding a press conference at the same time as E3 without actually being there, having anyone to talk about it. And they've done such a terrible job at it that nobody's talking about it kindly after the and fact. Are you talking about the state of play shit? The state you, of play in stuff. Terms of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would be my concern. Um, and if they manage to do something like that again, they're not gonna have. They're not gonna be there on the show floor to, even if their messaging isn't great, to have word of mouth save them. Um, and so that's gotcha. that's the biggest thing. If they screw up their messaging, no one's going to be there watching out for them because mm. oh, the product's actually good. Don't like, like a backup plan. Kind yeah, of thing. safety um, net. So yeah, that's, in that's, theory, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's unless a, they're playable at whatever event they decide to throw. Yeah, to like it, it needs to be. Well, I don't know if it needs to be, but you'd think it would need to be playable somewhere just to get a word of mouth, um, hype train flowing. Yeah, on that rolling on cool. that thing. So. Well, and Shay, I would imagine, um, I've known you for a long time, you've never shared my enthusiasm for E3, so I imagine you're not really too bummed about this. No, no, I honestly, I support it, if anything, because I think that it gives power to the companies to basically make it about what it should be about in the first place, which is uh, games and announcements and trailers. E3 is... I think beneficial. I think it can be a fun and interesting event, and I get why people enjoy it. It's a spectacle. It's um, it's a gathering of like-minded people, and I think that's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I actually encourage that as well because anything to get people out of their own house or apartments to hang out with each other and meet new people is a great, great thing. And I fully support that. But I also think that it's better that companies are starting to look forward and think about, well, what, what is more beneficial for us as a company and what is going to help us get our message out there further with E3, a lot of those announcements, you get those announcements secondhand. You're getting them as reports from people and you're getting those announcements as, um, as filtered through other people's thoughts and opinions on it. Some people watch it live through a stream like you guys do. And I think that's cool. I think there's value in that. And I think that, uh, you know, that's obviously not secondhand information per se. I don't, I like, I don't really get into it. So I never do that. What I do is I, I 
I take the information from like news reportings and articles and whatnot on what what occurred there. And for me, I I it's just never been that interesting to hear it from a secondhand source. So last year when um some of the companies decided that they were gonna do kind of like pull out of E3 and do their own announcement and um kind of have their own little conference so to speak whatever you want to call it i really enjoyed that because then at that point i feel like i'm more encouraged to watch i'm more interested in watching because it's it's like i don't have to watch through all this fluff and all this all these people talking and all this like this grandiose building up of various things it's like i can just get to the meat and potatoes of what i want to know so with Sony not being there, it's like, okay, they know that for them, controlling what information does and doesn't go out is what's most important to them when it comes to these kind of announcements. So when they do the announcements, they announce exactly what they mean to. And there's no fluff there. It's just simply, here's what's going to happen. Here's the trailer. Here's how it is. And I appreciate that a lot more. You know, as into the pageant. And this is something, and I totally get that knowing you as well for a long time. One thing maybe Rich would probably understand because me, I know me and Rich and Josh as well, we've we've always like been so delved into like a different industry podcast. Like every year when I was younger, I would always watch like uh, either GameSpot or like Giant Bombs, like uh, commentary over E3, or I would sit down and watch those conference videos. And I think that's the thing that I, that I'm sure you'd understand where I'm coming from there, at least rich as I throw it to you anyway, is that totally. like that as E3 slowly dies, like having everyone get together for this big, crazy festival and the commentary, all that stuff will eventually start to die too. And, and that's, yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you there. And my main thing on it is, is I'm kind of siding with Shay on the fact that I think it's inevitable and I think it's the smart move. Um, and the main thing I want to stress is I don't think you're really going to lose the sort of magic you're talking about, Morgan, because as we learn, what, as the companies learn what they're going to do here, it becomes more about we with like the age of the Internet being in the state it's in and social media. It no longer needs to be this big event once a year where people are looking for info dumps, because unlike us, the average person isn't fully aware of that. They just get the news like from their social media feed. So it's more like um, Sony being able to take control of it. And right now, the rumor is they're going to have an event in February um, that it's going to be in New York. And that's what they did with the PS4 launch. Yeah. Um, and and it allows them to basically they could take a week or a few days or whatever it is and make it just about them. And they yes. don't have to take two hours to carve out and say everything that matters to them and then be immediately followed by Xbox or be immediately followed by EA. It can just be about them and they control the message. Yeah. Um well, I think we all get that, but like th- that's that's not my issue. I think we all agree that that you can make a business argument there, but I'm I'm just cons- what I was expressing was how much sometimes the 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 logical thing sucks. You know, sometimes uh, it, on the back end for us, it, it I feel, you don't feel that way. I, I don't even think it really matters that much because E3 is so different than what it was. It's not a trade show anymore. It's trying to become more and more of a consumer show. And you still have things like PAX. And I go know you guys have never covered a PAX or anything like that. But PAX is some of the most fun I have every year. Um, like those are the shows where you're on the floor meeting indie devs. You're talking to like minded people. Like those shows ex- still exist and will continue to exist and thrive. Yeah, let's and... just brag about that, Rich. Oh, you guys have never been to a PAX before. <laughs> you should go. I, we, we, let's do a panel. Um, 
Uh, well, you can go, if you go to TGS, you know, maybe you can hook up in Japan or where Shea is. There you go. Take a flight. Yes. Toho. Have you ever been to Japan? Rich? I have not. I want to. Um, but uh, the other thing, like, it, it's funny you mentioned, like, the giant bomb streams and stuff like that. Like, some of the most fun, I, my my favorite memories associated with E3 were probably, like, my time at Destructoid because of the nature in which we covered those shows. Which, it was at a point where none of us are going there anymore. Uh, we'd be sitting in a Skype call, like, we're all doing right now. And we'd be on a rotation where it would go like, all right, the next trailer drops. Uh, X person is grabbing images. X person is writing it up. And, you know, we'd blurb to each other, be like, all right, I got you some images here. And just try and get the information on the website as fast as possible. Yeah. And it, it was hectic, but it was just it was a fun afternoon. A fun it was like week. a frenzy. It's like a feeding frenzy. It was a. Uh, I hope none of my employers are listening. It is a week where I would just pretend I had the flu or something at my day job. And <laughs> <laughs> like if Rich has the flu in June again. Yeah. What's what's up with this guy? Well, uh, why do you guys think that's a good transition here? I think um, to kind of get our our initial takes. I, why do you guys think that Microsoft is still so down on this thing? Because they part- own the theater. Well, well, that's true. They they do own a theater across the street, but you know that's still going to take a lot of time and resources to get everyone down there to. Set and up. they have direct well, ties to the ESA, like yeah, it's, they, it's Microsoft. They are too just, invested in that show. Yeah. Oh, isn't Phil Spencer like part of the board or something? At yeah. The ESA? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind um, of their baby at this point, which is uh, I think why their name been. is on the theater. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's interesting, right? There's an there's sort of a uh, what is yeah, that called? not even just the games part of it, but just the the tech part of it is has been kind of their thing uh, for yeah. a while. Yeah. So technically, yeah, when Phil Spencer comes out and says via tweet, "Our team is hard at work on E3. We look forward to sharing with all who love to play what's ahead for us. Our art form has consistently been propelled by the cross section of creativity and technological progress. 2020 is a milestone year for that journey for Team Xbox. Kind of as felt like a slap in the face of Sony, didn't it? Because he came out with that tweet right after. I don't know if it, it was even like meant in that fashion uh, or meant like. A reassurance almost to be like, Sony's not going to be there, but we're still going to be there. You can yes. expect the usual stuff from us. Yeah. We're not jumping ship. And people who aren't as familiar with the industry and aren't aware, like all of us, that, yeah, of course, fucking Microsoft's going to be there. They I, own the theater. They have this. They've, they're the ones that are there to stay. I, I feel like this year, maybe, Shay, you'll, you'll get a little taste of this before E3 completely dies if it does. Because I know you've never been a part of the pageantry like like I have. But this year, if we can find a way to do one of those streams with you, like I feel like the thing I'm going to miss is the dinosaur is, as, as the pageantry yeah. goes away if it you'll, does. You'll get to Every watch Morgan talking do- over the trailers. First every year, just like the rest every of us. Every year you want me to do this, and I tell and you Josh telling year, him to shut up. <laughs> I can't do it. It's I'm in a different time zone. I can literally never do it because I'm Shit, at work just don't every sleep. Time. Well, you if we if we plan I'm at it work. five you months could, uh, in advance, you could get I, one of those take... uh, summer bouts okay. of the flu. Yes, yes, we just talked about this for <laughs> podcast. We, we did, but here's the thing: I I I don't want to miss work for that. He's responsible. Mm. You should try it sometime. But but no 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 no. <laughs> Listen, I'm not completely responsible. I just don't think E3 is worth missing work or anything like that for. Well, and okay. Oh, well, well, you know, yeah. I do. To be fair, I was also getting paid for that coverage time. So maybe See, I mean, well, technically, now we if we're we Twitch paid. streaming, we would be getting paid too. Um, 
but here's Good the point. thing, Shay. I mean, like, remember, I'm just saying play devil's advocate. Remember how you felt about the Game Awards and we did the stream and it was a lot of fun. You're like, you know, maybe the Game Awards aren't that stupid. Maybe the idea of doing a stream for that isn't that stupid after all. Sometimes, you know, just... Award, awards and announcements are two vastly different things. The announcements are more exciting, though. They are. Well, they do but announcements. You know, I would much rather enjoy those... In, like I said, in the format that Sony did last year, I enjoyed that a hell of a lot more. And like the thing, the thing is with how Nintendo has been doing all of their directs, I much more prefer that. I love that. Like that's that's really it's one so of the reasons. It's one of the reasons why we don't need E3 anymore. E3 is like one giant event. And like it's putting all the eggs in one basket. Be like, this year, this is everything that's going on. And I think that's wrong in this day and age. Like you miss so that much. is why companies, I think like Sony, are doing what they're doing and Nintendo. And it's the smart choice. Because totally. when you wait, when you wait for once a year to announce everything, like you're not building hype. And with what Nintendo does every single time. That they've been like, all right, we're about to do a Pokemon Direct, or we're about to do a Nintendo Direct. You guys are messaging each other, including us in our chat, being like, guys, they're this this Direct, are we going to be all watching it? It's because it builds hype every year. Every single time it does it, at incremental parts in the year, it is building hype. And instead of getting one massive overdose of hype for that... They're doing it in smaller pockets, and I get I get more excited about that. Like when they had that Pokemon Direct a few weeks back, and they announced the new DLC and the of uh, the Pokemon that are going into the game. I was super hyped for that. And like in the past, I couldn't give a fuck what anybody announced, like other than trailers and release dates. But now, I get more hype by the incremental variations throughout the year. And that's the way they got to do it because that's how they keep people interested throughout the year. Well, there's, there's two things there. I don't think we should, I don't really think it's responsible for us to say that E3 needs to die. I think that's a bad sentiment. Like we should let it bleed though. The, the, the show itself is just going to be more consumer oriented. I don't really think it's good to like wish the death upon any of those conventions or anything. I don't say that. Yeah, I don't think it'll it, survive, you it though. To, you said it needs to be done, die or go away. Those are your exact words. No, um, you know what? I, I feel like, and I think you're misunderstanding what I'm trying to say there. I think you're taking it as a literal approach. You're not looking deeper. And what I'm, and I'm not trying to belittle you. What I'm trying to say is the way the format it is now does need to die. That's the truth. Because the way, the way it's silly. been the past 20 plus years doesn't need to be that way anymore. It does not need to be that way because it doesn't work. The industry is constantly evolving and pushing for something new. Why would the biggest convention for gaming every year stay stagnant? It, here's the thing, too, and what you're saying is like it needs to evolve. Like it, that's what it's been trying to do the past few years, and I don't think it needs to be that or needs to survive because prior to that, it wasn't even really a convention. It was a trade show. Like. It wasn't for the consumer, and I think we're now at a point where, like, it's becoming evidence, like, well, we don't need another consumer show, uh, because we have things like Gamescom, and we have things yeah. like PAX, We've and we have several things like TGS. Years, yeah. yeah, but from what I was seeing, from the revenue and the amount of people that go, like, it's still huge, well, if arguably not still the biggest one. But that's the so point. Like, it doesn't need but to it's not be worth- that, because if it's just that, it's not very good at it. 
Um, and the companies like Sony are going, why am I spending this much money to be here when I could go to the theater we own in New York and do a show on our own terms? Yeah. Exactly. Like, Josh, it made more sense just... when there was a ton of media focus, when there was a ton of insider focus where... Like we're saying, like like you were saying with the whole, oh, I'm I'm gonna get to hear all about this from my favorite games journalists after the fact. Like it was it was more of a curated look at the really big far out stuff. Like like I went to this tr- trade show. Here are the things that are worth talking about. Yeah. From, yeah. But then, well, yeah, for Josh, like years the down case, the road, um, whether you, it's you remotely the- ready or not. Um, yeah. Because it's not made to be playable by thousands and thousands of people right there. The way it is right now, like you're getting like stuff that's you know a, a month or two out because it's gotta be solid to be you know it's to to work in front of that many people. It's gotta be yeah. basically done. Um, well, and it's like like I'm like. It's fine for that sort of thing to exist, but I think having that spread out through the year from like the like the packs, TGS, everything else, all the consumer ones, it's fine for that. But we do need something that's not for just everybody to go to. Um, and it's we need that's not what E3 is shows. anymore. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I wish that they had. I wish it hadn't become consumer oriented. It was better when it was when it was a trade show because that was I thought. But I mean, it, it's. I mean, it's interesting, Josh, because like. As far as the hype thing Shay was saying, I don't necessarily agree with that because we we will all get together for E3 and stream those shows live and and have a great time with our audience and and I I can see the traffic and whatnot like for the, all those little directs and stuff we'll send a texture to each other but we won't stream it we will barely talk about it like I don't feel like it's sort of like I'm not saying it doesn't work I mean obviously it's like do you want one present a month or do you want twelve presents on Christmas you know it's it's just a matter of taste but to say that E3 isn't the most amount of hype, I disagree. I mean, what other shows do we really gather around as, as a group and do those streams? And like you were saying, Josh, to, to your own point, that Sony is, you feel like they're missing out a little bit with a console launch this year and building hype f- for that. It, no, that's not it at all. I'm talking about, like, the conference itself, the, the number of people there, the way, like, the, the whole format of the whole thing. Uh, I mean, whether they... Like they're always going to stream out the press conferences. That's not really. It's everything else around it, like what they're even willing to show us during those press conferences, um, has drastically changed as it's become more consumer forward. Like we've been saying, like it's it's, it's for the fans. It's a fan show now. Um, I mean, think about how many games over the last few E3s have been like. And it's out right now. That did not happen before. It was always like, this is some new tech. We're still we never working needed on it. that fanfare. Yeah. yeah, I mean, think about how many years and years we saw. Hey, look, this is this is gameplay from Project Dolphin or whatever the fuck. Like years, years and years before we even knew what it was called. We we don't see any of that. Like, there's just there, there's none of that. That's really. Well, Xbox kind of does like when they announce Project Scarlet. I feel like Xbox's approach is still a bit, they've they've stayed fairly similar, like as far as showing stuff farther out. But that as as a whole, that's not been the case for a while. Um, 
Well, Nintendo still saves their big guns for their direct at E3, like the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. Like, mm-hmm. even Nintendo, seen, they'd still do their own thing. They basically do a direct, but they call it their E3 showcase. It's the yeah. same thing, but they save their big guns for E3. And why would they do that? Because they're still acknowledging that that's the most traction for them as far as publicity goes. Mm-hmm. So there has to be something to that. Well, it's because all eyes are on them. Yeah. And I, I think the more the point being is like, <laughs> If E3 is no longer the all eyes are on us thing, there's other places for them to bring this news. Like E3 is still as big as it is because there's almost this obligation to put the news there. Well, that's the weird thing. I think if everybody was kind of pulling out at the same time, it wouldn't feel as strange or as disappointing to me. But it's just kind of weird because as far as we know, Nintendo and Microsoft are still all hands on board and a bunch of smaller developers. But like, it's just weird having one leg of the tripod be gone, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I get what you're saying. Yeah, they've been slowly pulling out for years, though. It's like, like with Nintendo not doing their their live stuff for a while, and then Sony doing a similar sort of thing last year. Um, the EA being basically out the door for a long time. Like they're across the street, but they're not at E3, and then they have their own event. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. it's it's like. And part of that is because they've had to change it to be more consumer facing. Like you've got to have way more room for all the people to get in there. Um, it's just it's it's drastically changed the face of it. Um, well, here's my theory, guys, and tell me what you think of this. This is I was talking to someone who was at the uh, they left a comment on one of our posts, and it's uh, I guess you say an acquaintance of mine. Um, like she goes by Dirty Effing Hippie on Instagram, and. Uh, She's a writer in the industry, and she was basically telling me that she was there during that whole Last of Us debacle, which was uh, Sony's last E3. I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, oh, I remember because I was uh, I was grabbing images for Destructoid during that conference. Perfect. Yeah. So, and basically, what happened was, you know, there was a like Sony was went way crazy with the pomp and circumstance, which I personally love, but obviously very gaudy. They shoved a bunch of people in like a mock was like a church. It was um, a really the Sony conference was really disjointed and weird, and they were shuffling people from set piece to set piece, starting yes. with that church. And remember when they did the Days Gone the year before, and they had like that guy hanging from the roof. It was like a it was supposed to be like a zombie, yeah, they were like hanging from the roof, uh, and they I had want- like that. I wonder if I still have the pictures at PAX East last year. There was a days Sony's booth was days gone, and there were literal like actors like clinging to fences, like as like zombies, like screeching at people as they walked by yeah. and grabbing at them. And I was like, this seems like too much for a game that's probably going to be okay. Um, yeah. Although I, Shay would have mm. probably loved it, he would have loved that. He would have, yeah. If Shay was at E three that year, he would he would have been singing it's the, so funny. the tune. It's like, Sony's been trying harder than anybody for so long, and then they just have. whiffing it. That was and also like, no, we give the up. Biggest booth we, there. We, we fucking give up. It's not. It's that's, not happening. And that's exactly it, Josh. That's yeah. my theory. Is that this is more of a shame thing because like, I don't and think that poor so. girl. No, it's not a shame like, thing. It was. It's not doing anything for them because if they're putting that much effort in and it doesn't go perfectly, they're like spending more money than they need to. On yeah, it's a, a live thing, thing. They really don't need to be at. 
Yeah. Yes, but this is why I think it's partially a shame thing. Because why would you go? Think about it. Think about. It. Don't make that face at no me, guys. Don't make those faces shame. at me. They give a shit no, about the bottom they're line. They're a fucking massive company. Why would they give a flying fuck about shame? It's about Be- money, and it's well, about oh, time. Ego. That's literally all it's, it's about. about. Money, ego. You don't understand how these billionaires and uh, work neither with their do ego. you. You're not a you fucking billionaire. How, billionaires how do you work? even? I'll tell you how it works. To pretend to know. They steal as much money as possible. Like that's hear me the out. bottom oh, line is literally is? it. So that's yeah. all it is. I'm mm. just saying, hear me out. Like here, that year they went from all that crazy pomp and circumstance, moving people from location to location. Um, and then suddenly the next year, there was no transition. It was just gone. So it was like the year before they were okay with it. The year afterwards, whenever they made an embarrassing mockery of themselves, it was suddenly um, not financially viable. That is, that's the facts. It's right there. Within the span of what one year. What the fuck are you talking about? That's the facts. That's, that's how things go away. They're there and then they aren't. Josh, think about that. There's no transition period. Why would they there be a transition period? From, they felt like If the in point 20, was we're spending was a bunch of money on this and not getting anything out of it, why would the solution be, well, let's still spend a bunch of money on it, but not really give it, you know, any sort of effort. Because why if they would hadn't lived- be- if they if they hadn't That's always my go to. If they hadn't fucked up and embarrassed themselves and everyone was like, Oh my god, that was amazing, it was so awesome and all this stuff, I guarantee you they would have been back the next year. But because they spent a lot of money and embarrassed themselves, they were like, Oh, well, why would we spend all this money if we're just gonna get bad press? Because they're they're incompetent when it, In they this, remember, In this instance, correlation does equal causality. Mm. Therefore, vaccines don't work. Exactly. So you don't think that their horrible presentation that year had anything to do no, with him? Not at all. You, it like, obviously did. No, it didn't. It okay, did not. I doesn't feel. I was talking to this particular journalist. I don't journalist think at all about it. the amount of money Sony Sony spent on that showcase. That was a clusterfuck, and they seem to think that was a big part of it. I mean, yes, and that's the amount of money that they spent on. I don't know that I agree with that. I because it's it just yeah. There's more to it, so much more to it than that. I'm saying if the money was spent and it went well, it would have been back the next year. But even like the set pieces aren't really why it didn't go well. They didn't have a lot to show. Well, people people were like injured. Like this poor girl broke her ribs. And then remember that awkward transition where they were moving people and they just went to those three boring nobodies that were talking about nothing. And we're like, well, this is, I was watching. Well, Josh yeah, that was and, while uh, they were moving everyone to the outdoor theater yeah. for Ghost uh-huh. of Tsushima. But it it just didn't, I don't the think issue it was. Yeah. They spent a bunch of money and they had nothing to sell us that whole time. There was, the so of course they spent a bunch of money. And got exactly zero return for any of it because there and was it, nothing to go well, out and buy. Well, they got negative returns because these poor journalists were like hurt. And then the they process. they probably have to think to a point like, why are we spending all this money to go show our stuff off L.A. when we own a theater in New York City and could just do this on our own time? Yes, exactly. Because oh my god, Sony has. Like to stick their foot in their <laughs> yes, mouth. exactly. Oh Not God. the point it's I was like making, totally but I'm going right to pretend it is. About everything except that it's, no, this it's this one company out making. of all of it's them the exa- is the one that cares about shame. It's the exact point I was making because they embarrassed themselves and they looked at it and said, "Well, fuck. Why would we spend all that money?" Oh my God! No, we're not doing this again. We're done. Move on. No, we've I, said, no. We've not made any new points. 
One of us oh, has so said one thing, sorry you're, and then the other one it. has said the correct thing, and then we've gone back and forth eight times. <laughs> also, that's but, just your opinion. You, you, and that you're, you're no, mis- that's you're still what missing happens. what I'm trying to say. But no, 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 not changed any Let me tell you this, too. I will, I will say this one more time. <laughs> you, you talk about them embarrassing themselves. That's not a widespread story, either. Like, that's not something the public is talking about. It wasn't, like, in the conversation in a big way, so why would that I, be their concern? Yeah. I well from the journalists I talked to and my impression watching Josh and Fish stream it and I got I got the impression from our community that it was pretty embarrassing. Um but I mean that's just the sentiment that I get that I gathered. I mean, I don't know even know how much of embarrassing. I was sitting in a Skype chat full of journalists and we were all just like, What the fuck are they doing? Why am I wasting my afternoon here? Yeah. Like I wasn't worried about them being embarrassed by it. I was just like, well, This seems dumb. Well, but like from the journalist that I was talking to, if those people are spreading the word from their experience being right there on the show floor and she broke her ribs or whatever and had this horrible experience, they don't want to risk that sort of bad press because. But the um, bad press didn't happen the first time. Well, because they're throwing these elaborate things. And obviously in this case, there's a risk there did not go well. Um, Xbox, if you notice, doesn't try to go out of its way with like elaborate, uh, you know, funneling people into churches and hanging zombies from the ceiling and stuff like that, but they still put a lot of time and money into the conventions. So. <laughs> I think Sony should uh, funnel everyone into a church to promote NAC 3. Mm. That would be great. That would be great. Um, sometimes he's big, sometimes he's small. He's NAC. Mm-hmm. When there were only one set of, set of footprints, it was NAC carrying you. <laughs> <laughs> That was beautiful. Uh, mm. Did you guys see the um the uh that uh Sony leak that was taken off of a 4chan? Oh, the uh the the blurry PlayStation 5? Well, no no, it seemed to detail what the event would be that it would in fact be in February. Yeah. Uh it said that Sony's new slogan uh for this generation will be it's time to play. Uh, I yeah. It touted Horizon Two, Spider Man Two, a few other things, and a brand new Crash Bandicoot as being like the flagship titles they'd be touting. You know, if they're supposed to throw this thing on February fifth, they're, they're uh, no Febu- February fifth was included in that rumor as when Horizon Zero Dawn will uh, come to uh, PC. I don't know if the event itself will be on February fifth, but uh, that um, remains to be seen. Yeah, those would be the yeah, three exactly. titles they'd need to really. Drive get, it home, get yeah. Hype for uh, actually putting money down for a new console. Those would be three great ones, absolutely. Uh-huh. Well, the rumored launch titles they had were not. Great. Not did you see those, Rich? I I did. I can't remember them offhand. I know those were three of the ones they were going to announce, including the one that makes the event sound fake is Final Fantasy 16. But I'm like, they saying uh, like you're making Final Fantasy 16. It's like in Final Fantasy 16, expect like, a ship yeah. in 2033. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, they'll announce it now. It doesn't mean it'll be out until my it's grandchildren come out finally, in the la- in the finally, last year you know, of the console's exactly. existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, I will say this. The one thing I do agree with is that when Sony throws their own event, they can protect themselves from their own incompetence. So that's the beauty of it. They sh- um, I agree. They should announce Parappa the Rappa 3. Great point. <laughs> I mean, I, I was going to say that or Tomba 3, but... Yeah. T- it was a I'm shame that Parappa the Rappa... one or the other. Um, Kickstarter failed. That was just the biggest... Yeah, maybe Disgrace. there's not enough people that like it as, as much as we thought. Yeah, how no. did that fail? Well, they didn't have the license, so they had to make a new IP. They, and I think because oh. it was a new and I backed it. IP, not enough people got the word. I still got yeah. super excited about like the art and stuff they were mm-hmm. showing. I yeah, was no, so it looked in. really cool. Well, 
it's like Bloodstained. Like, yeah, it's a new IP, but you got a ton of fucking money. But it's so. basically Castlevania. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. People love, people love their Castlevania. Like, the villain of Bloodstained is a Dracula. <laughs> yeah, maybe Parappa was too much of a cult. I wish someone had the courage to just use that as the terminology instead of him saying he's a vampire. He's like, I am a Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's, as we can ping pong off some comments, by the way, we had a bunch of responses every Thursday on the Instagram page. If we can, we try to get the, uh, at Swordtron community involved in the topic of the show and we will respond to them, whether we agree or disagree. So as you can tell, we have some hot opinions on this, uh, topic. So let's see what our listeners think. Um, this first one, just sigh said, Hey guys. You guys are awesome. I love your weekly podcasts. Um, thank you. Uh, Sony is in a position to do events when they think they are the most valuable for them. Also has a large niche or cult following that are super diehard. Uh, Sony turns on the applause sign and they will buy it. Not saying the console is bad. It's an okay machine with a good library of games. Hey now. Hey now. Not much on backwards compatibility. Xbox does more shows because I feel they are pushing console and PC stuff. And slowly closing the gap on Sony. Um, also, Xbox does more of a consumer focus. And they feel like they have you in mind. I have never Which, gotten that opinion from Xbox. No? You've never felt like they have you in mind? No. I felt like that with the Xbox Arcade. Um, yeah. I mean, that's about the only major thing I felt that Xbox had any kind of consumer in mind or any kind of like, I think that, I think that was kind of like their opus opus right there was basically that whole development of that arcade with indie development and whatnot. Cause they, I, I will always give them credit for that because they really yeah. showed it wasn't perfect. Obviously uh, see the story of super meat boy and its development and its release. But they they did give a platform to a lot of indie developers to create games. They weren't the only one, obviously. Steam was another massive one as well. But yeah. they brought it to console. They made it way more and, mainstream by, yeah, making it console accessible because PC gaming yes. has always been around, but it's always been way more niche until recently between yes. Steam making everything so much easier to get a hold of. Um, but even that, I don't think would have caught on as much without... Yeah the Xbox arcade to just bring that to the public's attention. Like you can, right. you can get all these other, you know, crazy little games that you've never even heard about. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I, I somewhat disagree with you guys only yeah. not to just rally to size defense here, but when I think of Xbox, I do think they've been consumer focused for a couple of reasons. Number one, that adaptive controller they made. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, that's was fucking really awesome. Cool. That's the coolest thing they've um, done in the last couple gens. And it's, beyond fucking cool because it's a a amazing accessibility b it doesn't just work on their platform that thing is oh it's this universal yeah it's exactly it is so it's so accessible uh it's so compatible with everything that they're they're yeah that's that's fucking amazing that's that's got to be like the coolest story and that's 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 the one thing that guy who made it it's not something that they're gonna be getting a ton of money for it's not That's one of those gonna ship a things. ton of units, but it's yeah so important. Exactly, consumer focused. Exactly, yeah. and I will and, absolutely give and, them that. Yeah, totally. I don't even my heart that 
Yeah. You know, I, I, I am going to retract a little bit because I do agree with that. And now that I'm thinking about it, they are not the ones who have held up cross play as well. They actually started mm-hmm. finally playing, playing ball with that, where someone yeah. still hasn't yeah. played ball with that yeah. at all. So yeah. I will give Sony them credit like for the that. Yeah, exactly. Well. Exactly. And, and what I will say is, uh, <laughs> Sony's kind of been in a position where they don't have to play ball. That's the problem, I, I Rich. Yes, they so fucking that for Microsoft. Exactly. Ugh. Like Microsoft has been on board because they've been trying to push the whole PC thing. Like they've been, you know, like you can play your games wherever. And Nintendo doesn't even really have an online service. They they, they think they do, but but even they are not really holding I, back I, I on the crossplay. I gave them four dollars so I yeah. can play a link to the past yeah. in my mm-hmm. to- in my bathroom. Exactly. I think I think that brings up a really interesting argument we've kind of skirted around but we haven't directly addressed is that with sony they don't don't have a fallback you know like they have other aspects to their company but the playstation is primarily the flagship of that company i think it's fair Mm -hmm. to say or at least one of it's the part of the company that's still making money right exactly whereas you look at microsoft they do have xbox of course but there's so many other facets to that company that do make money that Xbox yeah. isn't their, you know, their number one primary only option at that point. You know, it might be one of the number one options, but it is not the end all be all of they the have their kind of thing. their they, eggs in a lot more baskets. They do. They yep. do. And so they they have that ability to kind of play around and do different things and be more conscious of cross play and things of that nature because they are playing ball and they do have their hands in PC gaming whereas Sony does not which so, I, I think Sony we're going has to, to see that change this generation right uh, Sony, Sony has to take different kinds of risks it's not to say one company is taking more risks than the other it's not to say that one company is necessarily doing everything right in general but it sounds to me like Microsoft is doing more things right within their own company to be able to make Xbox more of a like of it having more of a potential whereas Sony they're not diversifying enough and this comes from a clearly a business expert um which is me and they are not diversifying enough and they have to take Right now, it seems like to me they have to be taking less risks because they have to make sure whatever they yeah. are launching. The PlayStation doesn't is sell. All of a sudden, what do they do? Right. Like, right. Relaunch the Walkman. <laughs> well, no. I mean, listen. They have two very lucrative businesses. Um, they have, uh, you know, uh, Sony Computer Entertainment, and then they have a movie industry where they license Spider Man out to other studios. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and even even um, Game Pass was consumer based in mind because, you know, and you can get that thing for a dollar, but uh, it's a monthly service. But the idea is that you have all these games at your disposal, even including first party Xbox titles that you can play the day they drop. So I don't know. I, I think that they... and I think we'll see PlayStation now, which is PlayStation streaming service that people forget exists. Uh, I think you're going to see that become more like Game Pass going into the next generation. I, I think they're so. going to be, be chasing that train yeah. and Me going, too. we need to get on board with this being a competent rival for Xbox Game Pass. But, 
Well, and the fucked up thing though, Rich, yeah. and this is the thing that I hate the most as someone who loves my PS4 and I, I love shooting my platinums and like those first party PlayStation games. The thing that pisses me off the most is Xbox does everything right, but they they that just, Sega does what Nintendo don't. But but they have no games I fucking care about. Like there's I could go my rest of my life without touching my X. Like Sea of Thieves is even on PC, and that's like the only game in the past three years I've given a shit about. Nobody cares about fucking Gears. Halo hasn't mattered. Well, in I care about gears oh. <laughs> i'm sorry I'm and if you've ever read my review but feel, it reviewed very favorably now. it's just frustrating and even their console it's, it's like they went to someone and said how can you make this new xbox look like it has zero aesthetic oh a box great it's like it's just weird like everything uh, also that they... i mean they need they need new first party titles i don't disagree with you i think gears 5 did well enough that gear 6 yeah. is a thing people will be looking forward to um i think Halo Infinite has the potential to make people excited about Halo again because Halo 5 withstanding for the most part you go back to a Halo game they hold up pretty well 4 and 5 being the weakest 5 being exceptionally weaker but there is potential for a new Halo to be exciting yeah yeah we have no idea what it is for sure yeah uh, yeah but like you're saying they do need their first party you know they they need new IPs just atrocious like they need new there's, IPs that there's people nothing, can get excited about. It's it's all it is all like capital capital G gamer type games, and nobody's a fucking capital G gamer anymore. Like there's those people don't exist. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's literally fucking nobody. You know, still freebasing Cheeto dust and trying to inject as much Mountain Dew as possible into them while they play a guy the new gear. A uh, long time ago, and I let him borrow my copy of Final Fantasy VII, and he cracked the case. So mm. I hope he choked. I haven't talked to him in years. I hope he choked <laughs> on the Cheeto dust. Mm. Choke on the choke on the Cheeto dust. But, but yeah, like it's just that's that's not who gamers are anymore, and it feels like that's the, I like all the IPs they, never they were. have. <laughs> That that's the thing that I don't get, Josh. When I talk to people about the console, I'm like, I don't have a preference. I own them both, and I always will. But like, why would I want to go my life without all the PlayStation exclusives? They're they're yeah. the only people that make exclusives that matter. So when people go to me and they're like, "Oh, the PlayStation exclusives don't look interesting to me," I'm like, "God of War, Horizon, Death Strand. Like, what do you mean they don't look interesting? They're the only company that uh, makes." And ex- I'm like, "What do you fucking play? What are you mm-hmm. playing? I don't understand." Well, I think it's easy to forget that Xbox started out in this previous generation that's about to, you know, we're about to exit, they did start out with some exclusives, and I think a lot of them just didn't do well. Like, uh, for example, Halo 5 did not do well. And I'm not saying that, um, you know... It was a bad in terms game. of sales, because I'm sure it sold. Oh, it a sold like gangbusters, amount. yeah. But yeah, it just was it critically was not well received. Uh, was, Battleborn yeah. was one of those games that was exclusive, mm. and um, I didn't talk about Battleborn at all today. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I, I couldn't. I, but yeah, I couldn't no, remember like that they, game they, until you said definitely stronger. Like, yeah, had a stronger lineup. Like Overdrive was a game. That mm-hmm. was exclusive to Xbox. They had exclusives. They just, I don't know if it was marketing or the titles that they chose to be exclusives were not good, but they yeah. just, they flubbed a lot of things. And like, they did get some things right. I mean, I ended up buying an Xbox One over a PS4 partially because of my um, experience with the 360 and partially because they had a timed exclusive on Fallout 4. So, I mean, they did some things right when it came to 
exclusivity, but um, was that a timed exclusive? It was, but it was PC day one, right? It was. It was like a console yeah. thing. Um, I, that's what I'm saying. Had, I'm like, I, I definitely played them. it on PC. Yeah, I I was, I'm saying, I'm saying they didn't get it on PS4 right away. Yeah, no, I just I was unsure because at the time, who knew what yeah. their PC dealings was? I was like, did it not go to Steam Day One? Or yeah, I'm sure had, it did, but it did not go like to PS4 right away. The, the the Fallout One. They also had Tomb Raider as a timed yes. exclusive for like a year. Yes. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, I did play that there. They had a few big, like a few good, you know, like good reasons to get that right off the bat above the PlayStation. And it, right. the PlayStation didn't have anything Actually, for like a year Fallout after 4, the fact. And it was one of those was released worldwide November 10th for Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. So it was actually the same day on everything. Um, I could swore as a I could have swore as a time release because there's a there's some reason like it might have been like, one of those first play early on Xbox One games. I think it was a bundle, Shay. I remember you buying it, and I think you were just enticed by the Fallout 4 bundle they were selling. You're only saying that because you know you had my Xbox and there's a a Fallout 4 thing on it. No, I'm saying that um, I remember there being some reason besides just the bundle. I remember that, like, somebody told me as a timed exclusive on the Xbox, maybe someone was bullshitting me. Maybe I just carried that information with me throughout the years, but... Because no, I believe it, but the, I didn't. I didn't think that was the case, I, or at least I didn't remember it being the case. But I bought anyways, it for PC. Anyways, so. fuck. It. Anyways, the point being is Xbox did some things right with exclusivity, but they did a lot of things wrong, and PlayStation nailed that this generation. And I think that's really it, it came down to that. And you say that that Microsoft is the only company that has consumers in mind. And I don't necessarily believe that to be true either because you consider Sony and this is a big thing more so for me. And it's going to be kind of a niche thing. And I already know that's going to be lobbied as a, as a disagreeing point, but uh, their, their universal Jack option where I could, I'm able to take my, my PlayStation over to Japan and immediately plug it in and play. And I have no issues because of how the uh electric works you know whereas there are certain things like i have to have an adapter for my my pc to plug it in because um it is not a universal adapter and that's a good point there are things like for trap people who travel like that's a big selling point you're 100 correct right yeah 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 yeah. that's a big consumer um consideration is the xbox AC converter seriously not do 50 and 60 hertz? Um, I didn't. No, it. it or you I'm just need sure a plug trans, a, like a I, pro, I know plug that, adapter. I'm not sure if it does. I haven't researched the Xbox I need, One. I, I, look at it. I researched it when I had you guys send me my PS4 because I know that was a big, I knew that was a big thing. Although I'm um, saying that. with my PC. I'm pretty sure Japan is also 60 hertz, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, fuck. I can't remember. It's been a few years since I've remember. researched it. But like that, that was something I wanted to consider with when I had which system sent over because I also was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be in Japan. Maybe I'll end up going to teach English in a different country. I want to make sure I'm able to use this in different countries. And PlayStation has no issues with that. Yeah. I, I look. I'm. I don't. I'm not saying that none of the other like Nintendo or PlayStation are not. 
that don't do anything consumer focused. It just seems like, and this is what I got from watching a lot of those interviews, like when uh, Giant Bomb does that interview with Phil Spencer every year, is that because Xbox was so far behind in the sales, they were just like, you know what? We're happy with other route. Well, let's just focus on doing unique things because we're not going to win the sales fight anymore. And that focus on to do the adaptive controller and game pass and, and yeah. all that stuff is amazing. It just like the shitty thing about game pass for me is that like, I, there's almost nothing on it that I want to play, but I love the service. It's like, I love my Xbox, but there's no exclusives. Like I don't want that. To I mean, be the case there's next. plenty on that service that I, I just realized, um, a plague tale is on game pass now. I'm going to download it tonight. Because uh, yeah, Josh had been telling me that I should play that, so mm-hmm. I'm going to I need to get that. on Game Pass to, today yep, and that see is an everything that's game. on there. Yeah, that one just that one just came out on Game Pass. I was literally considering buying it on PC the other night, and I was like, let me look something up quick, and I saw it had just been added to Game Pass, and I'm like, save me forty five dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yes, it has its moments, but if you look back at like the last year, how many of those games that were in your top five were on Game Pass? You know, Boyd Bastards. <laughs> that's a great game um but i mean sea of thieves. Just, i just think that's that was two years ago and yes it was amazing uh sea of thieves is still the shining reason they tricked me i got so into sea of thieves i just gave them all my money um uh, but i mean yeah like people who don't want playstation do he's, they want to live without three hundred dollars for sea of thieves at this point <laughs> I, really, I really have do you really uh, think you know, void bastards is not one of my five favorite games this year because it is oh okay all right um, i thought you were messing with me no not uh-huh. at all Go play Void Bastards, everybody. I did play, actually. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, do you want to live your life without God of War, The Last of Us, Bloodborne, um, Persona 5, as Rich would squeal about, in my case, Death Stranding, Horizon Zero Dawn, Can't wait Astro to play Bot, it again. Spider-Man, Uncharted 4. Like, why would you want to live your life without those games? I don't understand. Oh, that's another great thing I forgot to say. When we were talking about all the delays last week, like, March being cleared up, there's more time to play Persona 5 again now. <laughs> Persona 5 yeah. The Royal is coming, guys. March is not cleared up. What I'll, are you talking about? I'll actually about? be able to pay off Tom Nook. It's about time March, somebody did. March, we now have two games coming on the same day, March 20th. Doom, Animal Crossing, and Persona 5 Royal is all we need. The real... The real... <laughs> yes. Yes, I had so many Tom Nook jokes in the chamber, I don't even know where to start. Um, digital underscore Samurai 1 said... Um, Sony has done it two years in a row and you apparently have to pay a huge amount to showcase Sony Japan and its consumers are better media presence and advertisers than just getting a select few at the event last year, um, which we kind of talked about a little bit there as well, uh, which is true. Sopa Medico says E3 is becoming less relevant since people like direct messaging from the developer and publishing without a middleman. Having one big showcase dilutes the big news that each game maker seeks to have spotlight on their individual game or system. And yes, that's true. Yeah. It, it that's we don't really talk about it a lot, but for the E3 press conferences, they have to try to find a way to make something that will look good on stage for everyone there and also stream well somehow. And like remember when Uncharted 4 wouldn't work? Yeah, and it just it never I don't feel like anybody's really done that very well. Like even the ones with like the lot, you know, like the big spectacle, they always pull the camera back to like the back of the auditorium so you can see everything going on there and how impressive it is. And then mm-hmm. you're like now I now I can't see the trailer. Um, yeah, 
live live shows are harder which is again like yeah. like we were saying control the messaging like when you make something like a nintendo direct there's no chance of something going wrong there's like nothing's up in the air you recorded this two weeks ago you cut it you curated it it's the no thing you wanted to being be hurt but but rich to your <laughs> point right there and the point you guys are making everyone wants to make to me why doesn't sony just do that why don't they do an e3 press conference at the time of E3, like Nintendo does, because they want the moment they pick to be about them and I only know, about I them. I know, yes, yeah. and that's why I fucking hate them. And yet, well, I suck their dick forever, and I hate E3 myself. is always like we we we're, we've talked about this for years. Who who won E3? Why is that even a thing? Like that's exactly, but but it is. Hey, a thing, it's not about it's... who won. The real winner is, is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Well, I think the idea was that it pushed, like, if you thought Microsoft was going to have a crazy thing to show, you had to bring something exciting to come so that, like, it's sort of like when you have con- competition in the consumer space, you know, it, it's good for companies to compete because you get a better product. Like, Netflix had a monopoly, right? But now you have Disney Plus and Hulu, and, like, the more companies that popped up, the better for yeah, us. Yeah, and now Guys, we're paying $80 a month for uh, I love it for our so cable much. services, just <laughs> like we get, used get the to. Hulu- yeah. yeah, it's it's the same thing. It's just it's so great in, for consumers in, that we don't in just need two to. years. We're mm-hmm. gonna have internet cable packages where they just roll up all these services into a convenient monthly fee. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, can I throw you a quick E three prediction? All okay, right. here's what Early, happens. But sure. Stra- <laughs> strap strap in for this. Uh, everybody's Another wondering strap. who who's I'll taking Sony's on. slot. Who's taking Sony's slot? Are they gonna do something impressive? The announcement comes days before the show. Sega is taking. Sony's I was just slot. gonna say that motherfucker. I've been thinking that. <laughs> the screen, I've been thinking the this screen, is the year Sega makes a comeback. The screen <laughs> opens. It says Sega does what Sony don't, and you're like, what? Sega. Uh, a screen pops up. A man in a Sonic the Hedgehog mascot suit is standing there. He he pulls back a curtain to unveil this solid black box, and then the logo pops up. The Sega Nightmare Cast. The crowd goes oh. wild. Oh, You're gonna have to work on the name there at the end. The dismount was a little rough, but <laughs> the di- <laughs> well, to be fair, I'm I'm starting to get a little buzzed, and I just thought of this now. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I was walking the other day, and I was like, you know, was, was I literally there. had the thought was so- was Sony not being there? This would be perfect for Sega to just get right back into the race. Just say, fuck They're it, balls like, to the quick, walls. Slap We're doing the console it. together. We've laid dormant long enough. Sonic we've, is back. We've Sonic Adventure 3 is the flagship title. Sonic Adventure 3, yes. Yes, that's what I want, baby. Just so Josh can vomit And Knuckles Chaotix 2. I just want Josh mm. to vomit on the stream whenever they so, announce so Sonic Adventure So there's another 3. console I won't be buying. <laughs> I would vomit too. I'd be like, why are you doing this? Who is this no, for? No, you had such a good opportunity here. Ladies and gentlemen, Radical Highway 2. <laughs> Road Rash 4 in VR mm. so you can throw up all over your TV. Oh, God. We'd all play it. <laughs> I would. Yeah, no. Somebody was going to have to. Um, all right, so Sopa Medico says, oh, sorry, I did that one. Phil at Everything said, it's my favorite time of the year. It allows me to see what people are bringing to the table for the next year and beyond. Me too. Also, new console generations are always interesting to see the pros and cons of each. I'm rooting for Microsoft this year. They have to build a very strong comeback. I'd like to see them come out on top. Sony looks like 
Sony looks at it in money, while Microsoft looks at it in publicity. Sony has I been very backseat. Look at it in money. At the uh, yes, at the bottom, <laughs> yes, money, money, money. Sony has been very. I think maybe what he meant was consumer focused, but I I agree they all want money. Let's let's not kid ourselves. Sony has been very backseat recently. They have had some changes company wise, so why spend a ton of money when they can just use their own theater whenever? Um, it makes sense. It really is all about timing. Honestly, Microsoft and Sony should show consoles soon and use around E3 to talk about the games because that's what matters the most. Which yeah. which makes sense, right? Like and that's talk where about the, the games made. you're gonna have. Like, yes, mm-hmm. hardware losses are something they can. Hardware is not where they make money. It never has been. Yeah. No, no, they don't. That's a very, very good point. Um, it says, uh, Tony S said, E3 has been dying for years. It's not worth the cost. Engagement with fans is easier online or an event all of its own. And it not at all off. bummed. I get it. Yeah. He's not bummed about it. Come on, Tony. Killing Come me, on. Tony. I'm with why Tony. Are more people bummed. I'll say I understand why. I. My favorite time of the year is tax kid. season. <laughs> tax season? <laughs> tax season is great. Uh, what are we all going to buy with our tax money? That little bit that you set aside for yourself. I give myself one thing every year. Do you? Give myself. Yeah. yeah. Last year it was get that yourself TV a nice beard oil this year. Something, something to make you feel special. Something fancy. Oh, yeah. Beard oil is not fancy. I'll probably get that Death Stranding $200 special edition. You should probably should maybe get something worthwhile. With the life size BB. <laughs> um, mob gaming, fun. Right. No, no, I'm not going to. No, I'm not. No. No, we're not doing that one. That was... <laughs> mob gaming, funity said, uh, for me, E3 is losing its value as a place to show off games. This is evidence in Sony not being there for two years running. I think the decision to start allowing the public in has hurt the reputation of the show. Now, that is sadly probably true that letting us cretins in, letting us rats in. As we talked about the last episode, got our trash. Heavy. We've we've trashed mm-hmm. it up. Speaking of rats, um, if you are interested at all, <laughs> it's uh, the year of the rat. Fifty dollar Patreon tier. It's a one time fee. Um, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash swordchomp, and you can donate fifty dollars. You get access to an exclusive alpha phased dating app called Whiskers. Oh my That's God. right, Whiskers. Where you can no, meet no. the rat, Whisker. cat, or person with whiskers of your dreams. Mm. Feel free to pop over there and give us the love and support we need. Your money goes to the upkeep and the creation of this amazing, brilliant app. Meant yeah. to Cats bring in theaters so now. People and animals together. The support, to pick the support is show. really helpful for all the love. It is. It's, uh, yeah. And, it's yeah. pure lust on my end. Your end is filled with lust. What can we say? Um, let's see. Yeah, that's true though. Like, uh, you know, they let us in, and we just started ruining it. Um, we started ruining everything. Ruining. So, I w- you know, Sony. The interesting thing about someone like Sony pulling out is they have the power to sort of shift this thing because they are so big. The best metaphor I would get everyone, and Shay, close your ears because uh, you're gonna hate this. Um, I got a football metaphor for you. Okay. If you have a big lead, you run out the clock, right? The team that's behind by a lot has to try fun trick plays or big hail marys or bombs, right? They have to. They a have to. Football take more metaphor, risks. he says. Uh, <laughs> well, that's not done it's yet. Just, that's it's it. the only. 
It's the only support sport this applies to. I always cheer Sony. for Madrid. Mm. Sony's running out the clock. All right, <laughs> wrong football, but nice try. Um, and yes, Josh, it is the only one, the only one in the whole world that it applies to. Uh, Sony's running out the clock because they have a big lead and they're playing it safe. And Microsoft is throwing hail marys, trick plays. There's all sorts of fun stuff. Is that how are fun? they? How are they throwing hail marys if Sony's running out the clock? They're making a new Halo. <laughs> well, the hail mary comes at the, if you follow football. The hail mary would come at the very end. I, I know what a hail mary is. You're saying that Sony's running out the clock, so they have possession of the football. Mm-hmm. How is Microsoft suddenly having possession of the football if Sony has possession to, of the to football throw a hail mary? So the way it works is also uh, what's the football? There are two metaphor. footballs. Oh, I get, two okay, footballs. I got it. Yes. I can tell. Oh my god, football! All the football, football, football would be so much more interesting if there were two footballs. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? Uh, no, I think they should allow two scoring footballs, but as many balls that don't actually impact the game as possible. You can have can I, a bunch of decoy footballs on the field at any at any point. I mean, I've always said for years, I mean, if you want to improve sports, I think the best way to make baseball more interesting is instead of banning steroids, make them mandatory. Mm. Metal bats and steroids are mandatory. Yeah, I actually agree with that. I, I don't think, the think that would is way be enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it it'd be, be our best you, bet. Yeah. Like, if you, we were hitting our the fucking ball into the stratosphere, then you'd be like, all right, this is actually pretty awesome. <laughs> Yeah, steroids are way... Of, yeah, we don't have to get into that right now. But the point is, Shay, oftentimes when a team runs out, tries to run out the clock, they don't often run out, run out the out entire the clock. clock. They'll, like, they'll eat like out eat three out or three four minutes. Four. Maybe they'll stall on downs. The other team gets the ball back. Then when they get I, it back, they'll eat another couple minutes. Morgan, it's Morgan I, I know. I was, I was well, trying I mean, to Well, I mean, I know you don't watch a lot of football. Or I, I, really I've watched enough football rules, so. to know how football works. Well, well, I just no. don't like it. Okay. He's not a fan. I, I wouldn't say that publicly. Um, all right, let's see here. <laughs> he just did, though. He loves the NBA, but I can't get him in the NFL. I'll never understand why. One day. Taste. <laughs> Again, I don't condone those opinions at all. The past few please, years... Please set me free from uh, those opinions. <laughs> my most, my most uh, biggest dive into the NFL the past few years has been occasionally playing a little Madden and being disappointed. Yeah, the Madden games are bad. What was it? Actually, two years ago, I want to say it was two years ago, the story was actually really good. Really? Which is a crazy thing to say about Madden. Wow. Josh just had a seizure. He did. No, it's 100% worth, like, I, it sounds insane because then they tried to replicate it like two years in a row and they could not capture the sort of magic of it. And, uh, like, because it was that whole like narrative following a character thing, and the one thing I wish they did was uh, stick. I think you should have like played a few high school games or something, because that's where they start you. Yeah, and mm. like then they rush you into the whole NFL thing and too quick. Did they add the story beat where uh, a lot of the NBA players beat their spouses, and then they still allow them to play in the league? No, that's that's, that's, D- that's DLC. No, but the uh, dog fighting <laughs> mini game is fucking amazing. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Michael Vick's bite out is coming to the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> they did add a, the story beat in the, the newest one, though, where like some little girl who has cancer texts you and asks you to throw a touchdown, and then I threw the game. Shay, it was a good joke, but you accidentally said NBA in a Freudian slip instead of NFL. So. Oh, okay. Well, the antenna's still there. I guess. The dog fighting's still there, joke. too. 
Freud, Freud was a fucking pervert, man. <laughs> the, you know, the the words may be making a mistake, but the black eyes, they're still there. They never <laughs> lie. They never go away. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> we treat them like... You guys watch that Aaron Hernandez documentary? <laughs> yeah, I did, actually. I watched it with my wife. <laughs> He's yeah. a goddamn criminal. Tom Brady was throwing two touchdowns in the Super Bowl to a fucking murderer. It's crazy. <laughs> this shit's crazy. Sad story. Killed himself at the end uh, of the day in prison. Great doc. If you got three hours, yeah, it's worth a watch. Uh, all right, Time Lord Burrito. We only got a couple more here. Time Lord Burrito said, I'm still as excited as ever for E3, but we also do live reactions, so we enjoy it more than the news itself. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm the only person that seems to that. care anymore. No, I did say that, to be perfectly fair with you, that like the camaraderie of it, I enjoy. Like I enjoyed doing it with Destructoid. If um, the shows I'll be around to do with you guys this year, I'm sure we're going to have a ton of fucking fun. Like, okay. that stuff is great. It, uh, yes. Here. And l- exactly. let me let me expound upon that and some in summation to every single thought that I need to further have on this. I don't need to say anything else after this. Please If do. we all went to E3 together, did a human centipede formation right into there. I want to be the back. You, that's fair. That's fair. I we see all went in there, human yeah. centipede formation, and we participated in E3. I'd probably fucking love it because I did not give a shit about TGS until I went. And you know what? To be honest with you, I don't give a shit about TGS when I'm not there. But when I am there, it's super fucking fun, and I love it. And you know what? I would. I think I would have a similar, if not exact, same opinion about E3. And so. I got to tell you, uh, for what I think would be more fun anyway, is like, I just got to get you guys out to a PAX one of these years. That'd like, be cool. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think better get, uh, yeah, I need get, to get you guys to come here to Japan to a um, samurai-style renaissance fair. Can we go to the robot restaurant? Dude, okay. No joke. Just really quick aside, and then I'll let Morgan, because <laughs> we've been gone on this topic way too long. There is a restaurant, or a restaurant, a hotel here. That is run by all like robots, and there's like a there's like a T Rex that greets you. That's like the uh, like the secretary. I've read about or, this. Yeah. It's like a, a raptor or some shit. I, yes, I've seen pictures yes. of this. I really wanted to go about a year and a half ago, so I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna look up how much it is for a room for one night. Six hundred dollars for one night. Oof. Well, I mean, if Jesus. you want a raptor to carry your bags to your room, it's worth it. Yeah. It's just like John Hammond in the bottom room, but like, spend no expense. <laughs> yeah, no, unfortunately, the, the Raptor is the one who sits at the front desk. All the others are like normal beep, beep, boop, boop looking robots. Oh, yeah. But I like to think that was incidental. Like by the time they were done, the only robot they had left was a goddamn dinosaur. They're like, yeah, hey, make it work the front yeah. desk. Yeah. Fucking we have nowhere else to put him. And then it turned out to be the greatest thing ever. No, I'd rather stay at the Taco Bell restaurant or the Taco Bell hotel. God, I'm hungry. Me too. I keep saying restaurant because I'm fucking starving. Uh, Sony has made it clear they want to do things their way, and they don't think E3 gives them the platform they need, where Microsoft, um, I still see sharing a lot of info pre-E3, but since Phil has joined their player-first mentality. I will say, just the general sentiment from our audience is that people seem to think Microsoft, there seems to be a goodwill toward Microsoft because of the things that they do, Despite maybe us not being super excited about their first-party games or what have you, but there does seem to be a goodwill there. Um, that's interesting. I even feel it in my heart, even though I 
like even though I haven't played my Xbox in a long time. The big E78. Let's say it. Uh, last one. It has gotten less and less relevant over the last few years. I'd rather get updates throughout the year, like State of Play or Nintendo Direct, than one big conference. Now, I would say this to Big E and you guys who have said this to me as well as everyone else on various platforms is Sony's always done like the state of play and then PSX, right? And then E3. So like they've always done, they've always done all of those conferences, right? So why, why do, I wonder why they don't want to do all three now. Uh, I, I think it's again about controlling the message and it, it just feels overwhelming. Like you don't need to spread yourself that thin, um, even, even if Sony is touting that they're going to be doing hundreds of conferences, um, like, but th- that seems more like touring to me. Like if, if this is a February event, I think they'll have a presence at every pack show this year. Th- they're going to be out there getting the message out where they need to, and they don't need to do all these events. Yeah, but it's just interesting because they did all the events before, and then suddenly they're like, "Yeah, I don't know." Whatever. It's just not worth the money. Like, and I, I think we all agree on that at least. Like, they're they're coming out of that going, "Eh, like E three yeah. is expensive." This is expensive. Especially when well, they just like the spectacle in, of it. Yeah. I mean, look how many just yeah. like, "Hey, let's get a celebrity to, sh- to just show up for a press conference." Why? What do they have to do with anything? Like, let's, let's get become... Joe Joe McHale to be confused by a furry. <laughs> yeah, like, like, but again, they could just do a press conference like Nintendo. That's all they have to do. It would, be, it would still be great, and it would nope. still make it feel like it's part of E3. Yeah, but but again, I think their main thing is they don't want to be a part of E3. Like I don't, they I want know. they want it to just be about them. Good. I do yeah. think long term they may start doing like Nintendo does again with you know just pre recorded stuff to play during E3 during E3 because that I think long term is probably the the best thing. But I do agree with the whole let's let's try to make the PS5 announcement its own special event and then from then on yeah. out they're going to be like showing off different things like new games and whatnot uh leading yeah. up to the launch but also consider well, yes. this, this is a console like announcement uh, not announcement but like a detailed console year like yeah this is a big deal so maybe they really do want to separate it as much as possible this year to be like we're gonna tell you what the ps5 is and then mm-hmm. there's going to be months where the PS5 is all you're talking about before you know all the details of the next Xbox. Like, we're going to be the only ones in the conversation for a few months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. I'm still going to buy a PS5. Most people probably are. Like, I'm not, I've am not. i never said once in this whole argument. So, to be fair, I think by the nature of what it. we do, like, that's yes, what it yes, ends up yeah. happening, you know? But I mean, that's the problem with this. It's like anything in life. When someone has all the power, they hold all the cards. They can do whatever they want. And, and I'll do whatever they Sony's, ask. Yeah. I mean, they're flopping. Yeah. They're flopping their BBC down in front of a bunch of tiny little micros. And they're a real asshole. Microsoft, you might say? Yeah. Oh, very nice. Soft. It was Thank right you. there. It was right there. And it was I so thought, easy. It was I thought he was aiming at it. Hanging fruit. I, I thought that's what he was going for. I wasn't. With, and I, I wasn't. No. Okay. All right. No. Good. But then no. he was astonished when I I'm said. Gl- I'm glad we I didn't was, miss it. I was astonished. Was, we, I was. We would have all missed out on that. Thank you, Rich. Was, You're um, welcome. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Anyways, thank you everyone for chiming in on that thought-provoking conversation. I think we can save one of our $50 patrons um, this topic next week by saying, do you guys all agree that the reason why Xbox got so... Because it's kind of a similar topic. Do you guys all agree, I'm just curious, that the reason why Xbox got 
in this position now being so far behind in worldwide sales and is because number one they got off to such an awful start with the console and then their first party exclusives basically fizzled out into nothing. Is that the general consensus? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. I think I think it's a lot of a lot of it. I also think they focused on some things that they shouldn't have focused on in the beginning. I know they tried to double down on the connect. And that. Yeah. Well, oh, on the Connect yeah. and on the whole. Oh, you can also and as we all know, watch your TV through it. <laughs> but like, like I think I think the biggest downfall because I remember I remember to this day when the Xbox One was announced and all the things that it was announced to do, and they were trying to make it like an mm-hmm. like an entertainment system that everything would run through it, yeah. and like I think that was the wrong wrong way to go. Yeah, like, everybody came out of to, there like, but. It, does it to be play fair, video games? I don't think you guys even hit that. I don't. I don't remember that coming up during the <laughs> press conference. Do you guys remember that uh, some, somebody made a super cut uh, of like the Xbox conference where it was just like every time they said TV and it yeah. was like ten minutes long and it was like TV, TV experience, virtual TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the one thing I will say that Xbox did do. It was my favorite feature of this generation of any console. That they brought they did a dog away on with, stage. And I'm still very, very fucking bitter about it to this day. Is the snap feature on the Xbox One, where you could be playing a game um, in one half of the screen on your TV, and then the other half you could be watching something. And I thought that was a super, super brilliant mm-hmm. idea. And then they did away with it. And I'll never yeah, that's understand insane. why. Because it, it was. It was For basically implementing games, the Windows 8 thing. You have to sit there and you have to fucking grind. And like like I'm doing with Pokemon um, recently well, where I'm trying to get the natures I want and all that shit. The, and uh, so what do I do while I'm grinding? I'm watching Netflix or I'm watching yeah. something else. The so reason, instead of uh, sitting there having to stare at two different screens, this feature made it incredibly easy to just stare at one screen and do both things at the same time. Yes, it caters yeah. to ADHD and all that shit. And yeah, it's not good to well, multitask, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck. It was so cool. Well, and they got rid of it. I think they got rid of it so because it. It they just didn't cool have feature. the... And it's, it's weird because like Microsoft always has these really brilliant ideas and they execute them so fucking poorly and then they back it's off it's disheartening like yeah. i've talked about this so many times on the show throughout the years i the one versus 100 fucking game that they had on I Xbox love 360 that. that was such a cool game and they the way they like the way it started out i i remember all my friends were fucking like Same. in that game watching Every and week. playing and participating and then it just fucking fizzled out into a goddamn burning fucking fury that the snap feature connect i'm going to be honest with you i thought it was awesome that you could turn your xbox on with connect and i could be even lazier than i already yeah. am now if you and guys want to even the, the, the it was too early it was before it's time about it now everyone's my used to it, all their devices playing, playing a video them. game and i'd say connect or uh xbox off and then i turn his xbox off in the middle of him playing a video game and he'd fucking rage or, well that like, was he'd be watching... one of the main reasons people hated it <laughs> what that's well, one of the main reasons people hated it is what people would make their names like xbox off or something like that so then yeah. like you screw like god damn it like whatever whoever yeah, and dude that shit was Joshua. fucking hilarious or yeah. he'd be watching something on netflix and i'd be like Xbox turn on like you'd be watching on a well, different system it, and then one of the, switch uh, the systems just shit like that if you guys want a weird insight into this a long running like inside joke between my group of friends and I is like we'll be out uh, drinking and something stupid will happen and one of us will just go Xbox record that 
Very nice. Very right? nice. It was dude, like the, just <clears throat> Xbox has had a lot of cool <clears throat> things that they've done through the years, and they just execute it so fucking poorly. And I just hope, like, if, out of all the arguing that we've done today, here's the one thing I will say: <coughs> I hope Microsoft lands it with the new Xbox. I know that a lot of people aren't keen on the new design and all that, but I really hope that there are a lot of features that they come up with a lot of innovation and they stick the landing and they do it correctly because they have done a lot of things right over the years. And like some of them have done well, like, like Josh and I said with the arcade and with the controller and with crossplay. And I just hope that they continue like with their, some, some of their more innovative ideas, they keep pushing and they do a good job on it. And I hope that this prompts other companies, namely Sony, to start pushing themselves a little bit more in the right directions too. Because I think Nintendo has already been doing that. They do all the crazy shit that they want and they don't give a fuck like the Labo or the uh, ring fit shit like that. And they're in their own space. They're it. And I love it. But yeah, I I just hope that Microsoft nails the landing. I do. I really do. I mean, yes. And I think we all do. And that's the tricky thing I would emphasize is I don't want, I completely agree with you guys about the financial sentiment and the logic behind it, but I just miss a time where it was different. It was, I, to me, it was more exciting. I understand what they're doing. And when you're like Shay was saying, you know, they're, they're on top now They like you were hoping that Sony pushes themselves, right? I, I think when you're on top, as far as they are, they don't really have to push themselves. And I think that's the problem. They feel no you need know. to. Yeah. Who? Why? Yeah. Why do they push themselves? They do it. They control everything. They're right they're now, comfortable. So. Um, but they could get off to a slow launch too, and then we could have a real fight on our hands. So we'll see what happens. <clears throat> um. All right. So I want to uh, intense topic. Thank you everyone for chiming in. I'll tag you if we used your comment on the show. And again, if you want to support us. <clears throat> And uh, keep our friendship together after we have these horrible fights on the podcast. Go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Uh, patreon.com slash swordchomp. Just stop by iTunes and leave a, leave a five-star rating or subscribe wherever you get the show. That also means the world to us. Uh, and sorry, Josh. I know Shay was on a, a high-rolling rant there, and he steamrolled your joke. I don't know what it was, but mm-hmm. I've never no, seen Shay steamroll. it wasn't Shea a joke. It was a, it was a, they had to get rid of the snap feature because the console couldn't handle it. it. Yeah, it didn't have the... If they wanted to keep making games that look better and better, you can't leave that on there. It just doesn't have the processor power to keep the frame rate oh, stable. Oh, okay. I see so by the end of this, games are going to want to look as pretty as possible on these old systems yeah. approaching the end of the life cycle. And if it has a feature on there that's just going to tank the frame rates, they've got to cut it. And I mm-hmm. think that's probably what happened. Like a lot of these... More than likely. Yeah, a lot of these newer games came out that are just using absolutely every last you know, bit of the processor power in that machine. What I, yeah. I just, what, I've never given as much of a shit about that as other people. I know mm-hmm. like there's some people who are much more focused on graphics and like fluidity of how the game visually plays. And I mean, it, it is, I mean, in this day and age, it is somewhat a big deal. You know, like I mentioned with control that being a big issue of mine. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit here and pretend like it's not, but I'm willing to sacrifice a few frames for as cool of a feature as like that, yeah. to be honest with you. Sure. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. If you're in the multitask zone like you are. All right, so, uh, Rich, we're going to bridge. We don't have a lot. Of, I, I didn't do a lot of polls this week, although one of them's really spirited, so you don't want to miss it. Um, and the reason why was because I knew we were going to go he- crazy long on this topic. Um, 
I don't know what Josh is showing us there on the webcam. So the, the multitask, multitask zone. zone. Oh, the multitask zone. Oh, yeah. I'm pointing one screen zone. at the other two. Oh, that Jesus Christ. Three screens, Josh? Three screens? What's wrong with you? This is my two screens. Three zone. screens on uh, on two computers. You guys are monsters. Do you guys both have three screens? Uh, yeah, I've got three screens. Jesus you gotta live a little, Christ. man. One monitor on the one computer and two on the other. Don't you gotta get some shit done sometimes? Oh, yeah. Like sometimes oh, yeah. I, I also watch. have I also have like a Kindle Fire that I can also prop up oh, somewhere if I need God. a fourth screen. Yeah, phone phone goes somewhere in yeah. here when I need it. Mm-hmm. There's. Um. Uh. So, Rich, uh, I know that you've been. <laughs> It's unfortunate that you're actually a Dragon Ball Z fan because uh, you know, I'm enjoying all this. <laughs> enjoying all this time with games from last year, just kind of enjoying this little quiet time. But no, Dragon Ball Z fans have to go out and purchase a new product. <sighs> Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I got to tell you, um, it's not great. I put thirty hours into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Here's, is, here's, can we just stop there for a second and just think about what you just said? <laughs> well, no, and here's the thing, the weirder part I'm going to tell you, and I am going to do a written review uh, for this, so I'll let you guys know when that's up. Um, I, when I say it's not great, what I mean is, like, it, it's far from a perfect game. Uh, it's got a lot of problems, but I'm a big enough Dragon Ball Z fan that I'm sort of loving it. Uh for You're loving how Trainwrecky it is. Yeah, yeah. for anyone that's <laughs> un- unfamiliar, um, this game uh, is from Bandai Namco. It's called Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which is a terrible title, and I'll get to why that's a terrible title. Um, it spans the entirety of Dragon Ball Z, so the Saiyan saga all the way to the end of the Buu saga, and it's very RPG like. It's You're got 30, leveling. Hour, thirty hours in, you said. So obviously, uh, I'm at the start made of it the Buu exactly saga. Half an arc, right? No, no. I'm at the end. I'm at the start of the Majin Buu saga. Okay. Uh, for anyone who's familiar with Dragon Ball Z, I am in the World Tournament. Uh, oh, play- nice. Mm-hmm. Currently Dude, I, playing as Gohan. I loved. I loved that that part. I. Yeah, I I fell off during the Majin Buu saga because that shit just dragged. I and it, it does at points. I am uh getting to the point where uh the Supreme Kai has just briefed me on what we're doing, so Gohan yeah. has taken well, off with Kibito. Uh, luckily, to go get business done. Luckily, in in a game format, it doesn't take three episodes to charge an attack. So no, it it does not. Thankfully, yeah. I took free, Frieza down pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, that, oh my god, the Frieza arc. <laughs> Uh, Go uh, Goku's oh. been charging this spirit bomb for thirty episodes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, could you imagine couple... if that was a mission? Sorry to interrupt. This no, no, last, no, uh, it's like four hours of just charging. for like five minutes. You're sitting there trying to charge a spirit bomb, like while you're like trying to avoid getting attacked. Just like that's I, the mission. Would, just stand would, there and charge a spirit bomb for five minutes. I, I would eat it all up. Uh, <laughs> but the, happily, the, the best part, like the combat, is like here. Here's the thing. All the pieces are here to kind of make the perfect Dragon Ball Z game, but it doesn't quite get it at points. Like, it's an open world. Uh, It's multiple zones that have, like, loading screens in between them, and there are Mm -hmm. side missions to pick up in there. I feel like the zones are all very big, but mostly empty. It feels like a weirdly missed opportunity. Is that because you need to fly around really fast? You fly around very fast, but, like, even when you're going to a mission, it seems to take too long to get where you're going, and there's not much in between. Like, it feels unnecessary. Hmm. Is it, like, Uh, the Gears of War 5 uh, open world? No, it's way larger than that (laughs) Okay. um, in each zone. And what people will be happy to know is you can drive a car if you want to. There's no reason to do so. Uh, What do you mean there's no reason to do so? 
the cars, there's a mission. The designs for those cars are amazing. They're pretty great. Yeah. Uh, there is there is a mission that covers the classic Cell Saga filler episode where Goku and Piccolo go to get their driver's licenses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty goddamn amazing because Chi Chi is bitching that Goku doesn't have a driver's license and Piccolo of course has to go because he happens to be in the room at the time. Uh, <laughs> Do they just cut to like that's why um, he does everything from the show or is it all just no? Re-animated? It's all it's all in engine stuff. Uh, isn't that less appealing in a way like no because that's one of the things i like the most i think this game graphically has like captured the look of an anime the best of anything i've ever seen really okay yeah no they've they've gotten the the dragon ball z franchise games have fucking nailed the The anime style everything like like especially the fighting games and this one games yeah fighter z especially but in the 3d realm i think this one's handling it the best Mm -hmm. uh so you go through all these arcs the playable characters are uh goku piccolo gohan vegeta future trunks gotenks and vegito um the characters that have the best fights throughout the series so it makes sense the the thing that's most concerning to me is that they decided to call this name uh game dragon ball z kakarot because anyone who's familiar with Dragon Ball Z will know that Goku sure spends a lot of time being dead. So 30 hours in, maybe like five of those hours I've actually played as Goku. Um, oh. I spent the most time playing as Gohan and Vegeta. Yeah, that is that is a it's a it's not a good sounding name either. I'm looking, dude, it does look gorgeous. This is the confusing thing when I hear people talk about this game, including you, Rich, is it looks gorgeous. I hear open world. I hear it sounds great. Like it actually sounds great, if but you, everyone says it's not. If you have a reverence for the source material, I think you'll really like it. Otherwise, there's nothing here for you because the combat is is aside from the side mission stuff, it's pretty easy and subpar. Some of the some of the side mission stuff, particularly the training room stuff, I feel like can be frustratingly not difficult, like it's surpassable, but it's annoying. Like you feel like you're constantly being spammed. Mm. Yeah. The combat never feels overly challenging. You just feel like you're grinding out levels. Uh, the side mission stuff, while some of it is funny and adds context, if you're familiar with the source material, like characters from Dragon Ball and characters that admittedly Toriyama has said in the past were not in Dragon Ball Z because he forgot about them. Uh, like launches in this a lot. Uh, launches a character from Dragon Ball who is in Dragon Ball Z in almost no way. And Toriyama has said in interviews that launch isn't in Dragon Ball Z because he straight up forgot she was a thing. Wow. Uh, uh, and a lot of this stuff is written by him. There's new characters. There's a new member of the Ginyu Force that Toriyama designed and created. Uh, there's some really cool stuff in here. Uh, there is a great uh, at one point the one skin I wanted for Vegeta is in fact in the game, which is his pink button down shirt that says "Bad Man" on the back. Uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. Uh, so if you if you really like I Dragon Ball Z, this is every, worth your time. I can't believe it spans them all. Dude. I actually like the Frieza saga uh, as a kid. I did. I mean, mm. look, this is all coming from like a fourteen year old kid watching Toonami after school. Like, yeah. don't take this as an adult opinion in any way, shape, or form. Um. And we I do, do like they're, they're do. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ever take this as a we, we know they're, better. They're using some point. of the more uh literal like translations later on, like when Kai was redone and they didn't like kid it up as much. So one of my favorite, like I think I grabbed the screenshot of this, is when uh Mr. Satan steps out in the cell saga to fight and it cuts to Vegeta looking snide in the corner and he goes, World champion my ass. Wow. That's that's high. <laughs> 
Uh, is there fishing? I should ask that. But there is fishing. Year. There is. Shut fishing, up. There's fishing. I love the you, fishing. You, you just uh, you just moved a copy, Rich. Yeah, you opened a can <laughs> of worms here. Uh, the way the fishing works, and I fucking love it, uh, is if you're playing as Goku or Gohan, they fish this way. Everybody else uses a fishing rod. Goku mentions that when he was a kid, he used to fish with his tail, but he no longer oh. has a tail. So Bulma made him a fake tail that he then clips onto his pants and sticks <laughs> sticks in the water and you wiggle it around and get for this because it's the best part. Once something bites onto your tail, you hit the button to hook it. The fish then gets flung into the air and you drop kick it onto the dock because it's always a gigantic wow. monster fish. That is amazing. I, I literally asked that as a joke and I, I am blown away by the actual answer that Not is unfolded before. Only- is there fishing? There are multiple side quests that are very focused on the fishing. Oh, all right. I might have to check this game out now. <laughs> Just send it send it my way when you're done, Rich. Uh, I need uh, to yeah, some. absolutely. Also, there are uh, multiple side quests that really drive home what an absolute useless piece of crap Yamcha is. I, what about Bulma? Is there Bulma boobies? Um, for Vegeta, mostly. Uh, the thing, Vegeta, the thing, Vegeta was the first person to teach me that negging a woman works. <laughs> the things, like, is that not Vegeta's entire arc of him being like, you're a piece of shit, and then they're like, Bulma, what are you doing? And she's like, he's nice when you're not around. <laughs> oh, it's so horrible, but might kind of true. Yeah. Um, the thing the thing with Dragon Ball games is they, they have pumped those games out incessantly for years now and they've largely been the same thing and it's cool that they actually made like an rpg style because like i gotta be honest when one piece world seeker was announced i was super excited for that game i I do think and you and i've said we both played this i think this is like a slight step up from that like i think this is the next oh also i should mention um in the intermissions which are some of my favorite bits in the game they added these intermissions will there be several side missions in between each arc Mm-hmm. Where you kind of have downtime, and they made hunting the Dragon Balls readily available during these periods. That's um, cool. And you can go find the Dragon Balls. They work on a twenty-minute cooldown, um, and you can wish for either money, experience points, or you can during certain arcs there'll be special missions available where it's like in between the Saiyan and Frieza saga, I can wish Raditz back to life so I can fight him again. That's kind of cool. It, it unlocks a secret side mission where, like, Piccolo goes to fight Raditz again. He's like, hey, I'm going to kick your ass again. <laughs> again! I'm and going Vegeta, to fight you for the it, fate of the Earth again. And then no, there's Raditz one... Raditz dies twice. Like, you wish Nappa back so Gohan can kick his ass now that he's stronger. Like, there's some fun... There's, uh, there's My favorite one, actually, is you wish the Ginyu Force back. Everyone except Captain Ginyu, because he's still alive somewhere. Um... And Gohan shows up to try and challenge them again, and they just think he's auditioning to try and be in the Ginyu Force. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> what is what is the actual moment to moment gameplay? Just like hack, like beat them up kind of stuff. I'm trying to visualize. Okay, when you encounter enemies on the map, um, it switches into what feels a little bit more like a Xenoverse, maybe a little bit more freeform than that combat. Like you know, you're floating in that 3D style. Um, you can, if you have transformations unlocked, you can transform to boost your power. You have energy levels, and you have four different super attacks that you unlock with levels and a sign. Like, 
early on, like say like Piccolo will have like Hellzone grenade and special beam cannon and stuff like that. There'll be some charging melee attacks. There's like blocking and instant transmission moves to get behind enemies. It's fast paced, like beat em up combat, but on this 3D plane because everyone's flying. I, okay, I th- so you're kind of darting around in the air yeah. mostly. Okay. And there is a trophy I got, which I really enjoyed for um, if you're flying at full speed, if you encounter random enemies. At a certain point in the game, certain enemies become weak enough that when you impact them while flying at full speed, they die, and you immediately get the finished marker pop up instead of going into combat. And there's like a trophy, <laughs> like not not worth my time or something like that. That's 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 pretty cute. That's it has a great. 74 meta score, but an 8.6 from users. So that's weird. There's I something just... here. Uh, it's again like I wouldn't. This is a game that's hard to recommend to anyone who's like, I really like Dragon Ball Z, and I'd like a different way to experience that story. Then this is for you. I actually have, like, one or two questions, and then I have, like, one blanketed statement. Ask away. So, with... I know with Dragon Ball Z, like, because I used to be really, really big into it when I was a teenager. Like, I would get books and stuff like that, and... I would like jizz all over the fact that like Super Saiyan 5 is golden ape and all that stuff. Like when I was a kid, I I really was into it. I was also into the movies as well, like with like Cooler Mm -hmm. and um, all the kind of other characters that they, King Cold, the other ones that they introduced. Are they in the game? Uh, Well, King Cold's in it in the capacity he is uh, at the beginning of the Cell Saga when Future Trunk shows up. Uh, Cooler and stuff like that is not in it. Uh... I have a feeling some of that stuff is on the table for DLC. Uh, for example, like, um, I know people were digging through the code and they found references to Broly, which makes people okay. think Broly might be DLC. Oh, Broly's going in for sure. Broly is, um, yeah. Yeah, it's also worth noting there are some things that were added in other games that were made, like Toriyama is saying, made canon by this. Like Android 21, which was added for, uh, I think, one of the Xenoverse games or Fighters or something like that. Yeah, uh, is in this game. Okay. Uh, that new Ginyu Force member, uh, Banyu, who was the only female member of the Ginyu Force who left because she thought their poses was were lame, uh, is in this game. I forgot how bad the humor can be in that show. Sometimes <laughs> it's I I don't remember any of it. It's, it's been so long. so bad. It's kind of hilarious though. Like it's, in its, it's own like right. the room essentially. Uh, I don't know if it's quite. Whoa. If it's quite that, uh, take I'm it to a man that, that goes to see a room in a theater once a year. Style. I'm saying it's that style, not it, that it, level. Well, yeah, no, it's not trying to be funny in that way, but succeeds in it somehow. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. In style, not in level. Uh, but, also, worth noting, Mr. Popo, still problematic. Ah, fucking Mr. Popo, goddamn. <laughs> no, the, the last thing I will say about that, I guess, is my problem and it's been my problem with this series for such a long time which is why i really fell off um in general dragon ball super it, is good can i can i plug you on that if you haven't watched it which one dragon ball super and i've heard that and i've heard that and i i've watched snippets and it is good i will admit that but my my biggest issue with these games is they retread the same characters over and over again and they never dip into dragon ball or dragon ball gt that's or dragon a- ball super they always stick to just the it's- z aspect and it's like you are you are missing out because there's so many people mm-hmm. that love the original dragon ball yeah it's, it's, it's funny weak you link, mentioned that but it's the popular it's funny you one. mentioned that because um for one i think a potential sequel would be to do the dragon ball super content 
Um, for two, I would love a Dragon Ball RPG. There's so many good stories in mm. there, and the combat is so much more grounded that I think it could actually thrive as like turn-based combat. Like uh, imagine like early Dragon Ball where you have a party that's like Goku, Bulma, Yamcha. Like that yeah. could be a good game. Yeah, back when Yamcha was like because like when before you he was Dragon a fucking Z, joke. <laughs> when you watch Dragon Ball Z and you've never watched Dragon Ball, you're like, why the fuck is Yamcha even here? Like, why does anyone give a? He's fuck just about grandfathered him? in. Right, and like that's the thing is like people don't have any context, especially if they're coming in and this is the first experience they've had in the Dragon Ball universe. They have no context to why Yamcha is just a joke, such a yeah. bitch in Z, and they could go play Dragon Ball, you know, the prequel, and they could be like, oh, okay, so Yamcha actually used to be a badass. He was a he was a threat, and he was like one of the stronger people in the Turtle School at that point. But I mean, yeah. having like. Go, Goku and Krillin just surpass him in ways he can't even imagine. Right, I, right. And it, I, yeah. it just would give more context to the characters, and I think people would like that. Like, goddamn. They would realize that. Think, think about it. Like, people have no context for Dragon Ball. Like, Chaozu is introduced as a major threat as a character. Yeah. Dude, I honestly, it's been so long. I don't know. It's one of those weird things. I don't know why I have the gap that I do, but I just, I haven't really touched or thought about Dragon Ball and, like, 20 years but when i was in middle school i had like this dragon ball z encyclopedia i remember correct collecting the cards the trading cards and shit i remember i i never missed an episode of the show like i was fucking hardcore into tape trading shit. baby yeah that and gundam were like my two my two babies uh, gundam um anime gundam. expert gundam wing Gundam Wing is a terrible dub. Go back and watch it, but uh, it's one of the my favorite. I was fourteen. No, no, Come no. I, no, I don't disagree with you. What I'm saying is, um, Gundam Wing. It's interesting. It was at a time when that animation studio was based in Texas, so that was where they hired all of their voice actors. So the English dub for Gundam Wing, everyone has a southern drawl. That's a hilarious and amazing. And I will say this: most anime that is dubbed is pretty fucking hot garbage. Uh, Most not not recently. Dubs are so much better now. In but the nineties, they are better yes. now. In, yeah, the in that age, in the eighties and nineties, yes. Oh yeah, they were fucking steaming piles of shit. But like the only one that I've ever truly enjoyed was uh, Death Note. Um, Death being, Note had a good original dub. Yeah, they well yeah like well I actually enjoyed the English version better than the English dubbing a lot better. Mm -hmm. To be honest, with uh oh, you. Josh is giving you the stink eye. You missed it. He thinks you're garbage now. I'm okay with that. No, Josh I and like, Rich are the anime experts, all right? Uh, <laughs> I haven't watched I, I've watched a, a lot of anime. Granted, I haven't in recent years, but uh, I used to be pretty heavy into it um, in my early 20s. Listen, man, and, get this. Oh, me too, me too. In the last arc of Dragon Ball Super, Freeze is a good guy. See, now you're making me almost want to watch it just based off that. Dude, alone. they, no, no, like they, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the last arc is the tournament of power where they're fighting for their universe to not get destroyed. So they wish back Frieza so he could be part of universe seven's team. Huh. Yeah. Okay. 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 I do. I do need to watch that show. God damn it. You're like the lat. The last You're gonna get me back in a Dragon Ball, Drich. dude. The the last crew standing at the end of that tournament is Goku, Vegeta, Gohan, and Frieza. What? Weird. I love Frieza, so I'd be all about that. Does Frieza Frieza look different? Doesn't he get like a new look? In he the, gets in this? he gets a form beyond his perfect form. He gets golden Frieza. 
<gasps> golden Frieza. Oh my god. His yeah. perfect form, except he's golden and purple. <laughs> gold is such a you make everything gold and it's just better. And every time he transforms into it, I just imagine him doing like the gold member thing. He's like, I love gold. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Going back to those Austin Power references. I can dig those. All right. I'm always down for a good Austin Powers reference. Um, all right, Rich, thank you for the rundown of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um, Happy to do so. Next, Josh, I do want to catch up with you next week uh, on all of your time with Star Wars because I need to delve into it too. We mm-hmm. can have a good Star Wars chat. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. And uh, let's transition right in. So we're going to get to a couple quick polls, and then we're going to have our patron shout-outs uh, for the week. So again, if you're digging what we do, please go to patreon.com slash sword chomp. Look for all the ways you can support us. And we actually have a, a pretty cool merch page. Um, redbubble.com slash people slash sword chomp. If you want to rock and maybe a nice sword chomp hoodie or a t-shirt or a sword chomp uh, underwear. Do we have short chomp underwear? Shay, is that a thing yet? Sadly? No, I oh. wish. I wish I'd get a fucking sword chomp cock sock. <laughs> tidy cock sock. Yeah, we could sell those. Some tidy whiteies. Um, so yeah, redbubble.com slash people slash sword chomp. Get some cool merch because, you know, we're not going anywhere. We got a long future ahead of us and it's going to be a hopefully our best and craziest year yet. So let's get to a couple quick polls here. Now, some of them were just silly, so I don't really have to get into those. Um, I only did a couple substances, substantive ones. That's what I'm looking for. Substantive? No, we know exactly how many substances you do. <laughs> well, I mean, really just Mountain Dew, Code Red Diet. Uh, I was going to say. The strong Dew, Code, stuff. Code Red Diet, Dr. Pepper 10. LaCroix. Mm-hmm. LaCroix, yeah. That's Dr. My Pepper pillar. 10 doesn't exist in New York anymore. It's not real. Oh, I'll mm. send you some, Rich. How about that? All right. I'll send you. I'll send you. I'll slide a Polaroid in there, a nude in there, too, um, just for you. Thank you. I only send Polaroid nudes. Well, that's classy, at least. It is. That's not it's even digging. a little bit true, but it makes <laughs> for a nice you, story. Josh, I'm just trying to make him feel better. Mm. <laughs> when you see the picture, you, you'll know. Um, so let's, the first quick poll I wanted to get to here, just, I did some Doom Eternal poll to see how hot people were on it. Pretty high, about, you know, 85, 90%. Uh, Doom Eternal, we had that big trailer. That's going to be dropping March 20th, um, along with Animal Crossing. That'll be the first mega game of the year. And Doom Eternal, um, Doom Eternal is interesting. I, I was going back listening to that Doom soundtrack and I forgot how great it was. I didn't actually forget. I just hadn't listened to it in a long time. Actually, if you go to Mick Gordon's YouTube channel, you can like watch him play a lot of those songs, and it's just fucking. For some reason, that music to me is more enjoyable if I can watch someone just pl- slamming out. It's like the closest video game has to Gent, um, which is interesting. Is that how you pronounce it, Gent? Yeah. Yes, that's exactly how you pronounce it. The D is silent. <laughs> Josh's favorite genre of music, Gent. Josh just gave me a weird look. I don't really know what it means, but. He just stared at me very intensely. Um, check out Jen, Josh. You might enjoy it. I just want to see Josh like rocking out to Jen while he's editing the show. <laughs> In torture. Uh, this is a big one. Uh, Super Smash Brothers announced a new character from our game of the year. Yet I don't even think we were happy about it. It was Byleth. 
from mm. Fire Emblem Three Houses is the new Super Smash Brother character, and audience was not super happy about it. I mean, the internet's never happy about anything, so I try not to go off of anything they say. Um, well, how did you guys feel about this? I mean, Josh, you're Ooh. a smash. You're a smasher. You enjoy good smashing. How do you feel about Byleth being announced? We don't need more sword characters. Like, there's not enough design space there anyway. Um, the last few that have been completely different, either from other fighting games or from other genres entirely, have been really good. They've been really interesting. Joker was... All the last... The last several characters have been Even great. the ones that are from fighting games, like Terry Bogard. Yeah, exactly. They're, so they're, well. they're different enough. Like... Way to save yeah. the most uninteresting one for last. Yeah. Like, Byleth is a really cool character as far as, like, as, as far as the sword characters go. It's, it, it, it's more interesting than a lot they already have, but mm. it's not like we need another one. Well, um, he has mul- she has multiple, he or she has multiple characters from what I saw in the trailer that you can use. Well, he uses those, the weapon triangle formation wep- thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it, I, I think there, this was to be expected because when you separate those Fire Emblem characters from, like, their kits or how they work. On the surface, they just have really boring, like, typical anime swordsman design. And also, yeah. if you're gonna take a character from Three Houses, Byleth is the most fucking boring character to take. It's yeah. not even a character. That's what I did in my poll. I think the two options were... Uh, a, I said it should have been Edelgard or Claude or Dimitri. Or, for- or Goku. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How do you slide in Goku to a Fire Emblem conversation? Anime, you know? Whatever. We're going to have to watch this guy. Um, 45% said they agreed, but 55% said fuck Fire Emblem, which is unfortunate. Um, Fire Emblem is great, but we've had enough Fire Emblem and Smash. That's the thing, yeah. I, we really yeah, don't need the, another sword like, there's character. So many, there are so I many mean, good characters in Three Houses. Why? Why? Go with, uh, like, why? Agree, again, yeah, the most boring character from that. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I'll fight for Fire Emblem until the cows come home. Right now, I'm also playing, you know, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, you know, which is Persona Fire Emblem. Right. Yeah, no, I'm you with know. you. I mean, exactly. it was. It's offensive because it just seems to show, like, the people there have no idea, like, what they're what they're doing. Like, if you think about it, and from a basic conceptual standpoint, if you're going to pick a Fire Emblem character, now all these people are turning against Fire Emblem because it's another, like, Byleth is an avatar. He's ba- barely a character and okay he's, sure, the, he's the non-character of the yes the game yeah to be fair Which, the persona character joker is also that no um, disagree I mean, joker is not a real Agreed character to, i mean you haven't played the game so why would we listen to what you have to say here? i put 80 hours i definitely finished played two whole game. chapters <laughs> yeah <laughs> 80 hours you're just I scratching two... the surface um <laughs> Listen, clearly you I didn't was see ble- enough of those. That's interviews. funny. I was bleeding to death after scratching the surface. It was very strange. Um, you know, I I just I th- it's frustrating. I think Joker's more of a character than Byleth. Mm, I don't even well, really give a shit about character. that. I give a shit about it's a Smash game. We need new fucking characters. We don't need more sword characters. I don't and give I a crap be, about yeah, who the character agreed. is. Basically, anybody from Fire Emblem at this point is the wrong call. We don't need more uh, yeah. Fire Emblem, Emblem characters. The they, only way you could get me yeah. interested about a Fire Emblem character is if their whole gimmick was like, this character's a goddamn Pegasus rider from Fire Emblem. Yeah, with like something a lance drastically they, different. Like an archer, so... one of the Pegasus riders. Like yeah. Something. So it's got to be something completely rider or something. different yeah. from yeah. 
all the sword users. Like, what if they gave us like the same late game Claude, like Claude with a bow riding a wyvern? Yeah, Edelgard exactly. uses an axe. I mean, I would have think I was thinking even well, if axe they used plays one of the exactly enemies, the same. like one so. of the main bad guys at the end of Three Houses, that would have even been cool, like something different, mm-hmm. you know. That but, like, no one would have totally. known who that was, only us. We would have been like, oh, that's awesome. But, like, I think for the casual fan that plays Smash, they'd be like, who's Nemesis? Or who the fuck is this, you know? Spoiler. Yeah, well, that was only your playthrough, Rich, not ours. Well, um, the, yeah, the right one. That's funny. We all took the Black Eagles. <laughs> Some of us like the Golden Deer because we like our characters to be charismatic. Uh... Josh, who are you nodding your head in agreement with? With Rich. You chose the Black Eagles! I did. But somehow, you keep saying that the Yellow Deer is the third option, which is completely untrue. Well, I mean, I don't You have to have some sort of... Some sort of emotional or mental deficit picking the Blue Lions. No, I I don't. I I mean, I'm really excited now that we're going to have the fourth choice, which is the students that live in the basement. I just want all the people that picked the blue lines listening to this show to know that Josh just said you had an emotional deficit. <laughs> it's obviously a joke, but I... Uh, no, I who played... Hurt, who hurt you? <laughs> I played half of the game with the blue lines on hard, and yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't interesting. Uh, mostly because Dimitri's not interesting. But the crew is good, I think. Yeah. Um, with, yeah. It's disappointing because Smash is like, it's almost like a religion to me. I love that game so much, and not a single character they've released other than Banjo has even seemed mildly uh-huh. interesting to me. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, I, I really know. like Joker because I was like a, a Diddy player Joker, before, and Joker he plays a lot great. like Diddy. Like Diddy. He's just super fast yeah. and just all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Also, that Persona stage is the only way to play Smash. It's a good stage. Mementos pers- is a great stage. Mm-hmm. You you in Persona Five is like me with Death Stranding, Rich. It's like uh No, like I'm talking about a good game. <laughs> you are talking about a good game. You are you are. I'm talking about a great game. So big difference. Mm, debatable. <laughs> I agree. Persona five is a good game. Um let's see, Dad Bill's custom Xbox adaptive controller so his daughter can play Zelda Breath of the Wild. The scientific slider went all the way up on that. Very cute story. Um, that, you know, Microsoft is now the best forward-thinking product for disabled people playing Nintendo games. So, <laughs> Nintendo, awesome. come on, get your act together. Cool story. Beautiful, heartwarming. Very cool I story. watched the video. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful to see. Um, it, the, the, the twist that nobody, I read at the bottom of the article, and the funny part was, you know, she was smiling, she had a great time, at the very bottom she said, um, ironically, she also had an issue with the weapon degradation. So that was interesting hearing that coming from her as well. Um, do you share food with your animal? Like off the same plate? Seventy-five percent eat it off the plate? Well, 75% said no way. And I had a lot of people message me that they think people are lying because I know. Like I'll take f- plate food off a plate and hand it to my dog, but it sounds like what you're asking is like, do I like lower the plate and be like, here you go? Because no, I don't fucking do that. That's disgusting. <laughs> well, twenty five percent of our audience do. So, well, <laughs> that's love. I was only thinking about it. No, because, it's not. Like, you it's know. not love. This is once again another mental deficit. There's, there's... So- <laughs> 
So they're playing the blue lions and letting their animals eat off their plate. No, these are these are the trouble. same goddamn folks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He sees you. We're seen. <laughs> we see you. <laughs> oh man. Uh do you, I I I was thinking about this a lot just because I watch people like they get right up in their dog's faces and they kiss them and lick them and they like will get their dogs, you know, like some people just are real close with their animals in a way that I, I mean, with my cats, I am because cats are clean, beautiful creatures, but not dogs. Did you really just try and push a cat above a dog? Hank, Hank, what? (laughs) Cats Cats are clean. Do you ever smell cat food? Guys, I gotta go. (sighs) Cats are clean. It was, it was. They're dignified. They used to say shit in the house. Like dignified, dignified creatures. Cats do you, just do you remember? Do you remember me? The story, me telling you the story a few hours ago about uh, Morgan's previous household. Yeah. And the uh, mm. litter box it mound in the basement. Didn't sound mm. dignified. It, it sounded very clean. You Look, know what's? You know what's dignified? Quite sanitary. You Don't know what's blame dig- the cats for yeah. that. You know what's dignified? That's why every time you walk into a house with cats, you think that's a dignified smell. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You know what's goddamn dignified? If I ha- if <laughs> I'm out of the house, must live here. Yeah. If I'm out of the house for eight hours, if I have a long day at work, my dogs will not shit in the goddamn house. They will mm-hmm. hold it in and wait for me to get home because yeah. they have respect for me. Mm, yeah, not all dogs, Rich. Let's be honest. If you leave your dog Tra- dogs that too are long, trained, they shit and piss in the house. Yeah, if I leave him for like twelve goddamn hours and he'll die otherwise. There you go. Cats are self-sufficient. Intelligent creatures. Well, that's because they're not real pets. Look, I I have both. I has love your cat? Both. Have you ever walked in the door and your cat's been excited to see you all the time? R- yeah. Rich, Rich, true. it's because the, they the realize there's here, a little extra food in the house in case things really hit the fan. To a pet that Morgan doesn't have to train because he's not capable of training versus one he has to train. Right there, he doesn't have it, the time you, or the patience. We uh, we hit it. Who needs training? Well, dogs. And Morgan. Better animals for it. Morgan well, needs training. We, we, I, when I got my dogs, they were already trained. So. Seems oh, lazy. my God. I do remember the stories of Cujo. Well, well, he was a shelter animal. Don't. That's not his fault. I mean, God knows what happens in those shelters. Oh, and no, it's not his fault. That's what I'm saying. He could have been yours. trained. <laughs> I mean, he was a good... He was a well-trained dog before he went to the shelter, and then God knows, you know, depression got him. He was never the same. This still has nothing to do with you not training him. How do you know I don't train him? Because I've been to your house multiple times. I I bought, I have three dogs. First of all, they weren't even my dogs. I bought one dog my whole life. Oh, a no. girl talked me into it, and it was a shelter animal. The rest of those dogs are not my fucking dogs. I'm a cat person. I would never buy a dog. Because Unless- you don't want to train them. I that know. has nothing to do with it. Okay, this is my real thing. I like dogs. Tiny dogs. You know what's awesome about dogs? dogs. If you die in the house, they won't eat you. Ooh. Mm. That is true. That is true. There is something unnerving, although yet somehow satisfying knowing my cat can feed off of me. That's true. Somehow satisfying. Rich, he does have a good point. (laughs) That is a good point. Like, everything will finally be of some use to this universe. Mm -hmm. Right. Feeding feeding a cat for a week (laughs) until the neighbors finally call the cops. (laughs) Something smells over there. It's not the cats. (laughs) I will tell you as a delivery man, um, I, this is something they did not capture in Death Stranding, is that 
dogs are the like antithesis of every house you go up to. Yes, because they care. We, we all know dogs like are the antithesis they care of the house. About their owners. <laughs> Antithesis of joy. Every time I go to deliver something, I just yes. get to finish this. <laughs> yes, I do remember learning that in grade school. Hot, cold, big, small, house, house. Dog. Dog. dog, joy, <laughs> dog. That's what all those Dr. Seuss books were teaching me. <laughs> of course. This has been an enlightening all... conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why that whole it's all, it's all true. Dr. Seuss book about house and mouse being opposites is just nonsense. Just nonsense. It's for it's for kids. It's... Right, right. We all it's know it's a silly dog. Fairy tales. Mm-hmm. I will say in all seriousness that I do I do like dogs. I have three dog I had three dogs. I have two dogs. And they're very sweet. Uh if they're not barking or always needing to go outside or shedding or all the things that they do i do think dogs are very loyal creatures but i just really like cats a lot that's all i can say i really there's no cat people in this fucking room i'm the only fucking cat person in this goddamn room no 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 i like both i like both animals very much actually yeah no cats are cats are awesome like i used to have a cat with my roommate back when i was uh, living on my own the first time owning a cat's awesome dude yeah Having a cat as a pet is awesome. Yeah, you, but know I just, you know what's great? I always like dogs more. I just respect the cat a lot less than I respect mm. the dogs. Yeah. I mean, or there or there's the sane option. Don't own a pet. Like, don't you own a pet, Josh? Nah, no. Yeah, just, I'd rather just own a pet don't. than uh, See, have a child. And then yeah. I was on like the outdoor cat run where it's like the, the in my interactions with the cat were like, well, here's some food. I guess I'll see you in a couple of days. <laughs> Josh, don't you own a pet? Yeah. <laughs> sounds backwards. And I don't take care decision? of it. That's oh. that's the rest of the family's job, because oh, they wanted a dog. Like I, I told you last week about the dog training the kid to feed it. Cause, yeah. Uh, Classic Pavlov's child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pa- yeah. Pavlov? Pavlov, which is a, a, a bread experiment I'm working on. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> a loaf of smear. Pav. Pavlov smear. Um, all right, let's see here. What was another... I think that's the only big ones that are really important. Oh, the biggest of them all, the last one. Um, so it was just kind of a big deal. We had this big discussion about how we were going to feel obligated by our Xbox Series Xs because we wanted to see what Halo Infinite was like and Hellblade. And then Microsoft, right after that, weirdly enough, came out and said, guess what? You don't have the, to. You don't have to. Yeah, you're going to be able to play those early games on the Xbox One X, which on one hand is pretty cool for us because we don't have to throw down a new system immediately, but it also means they're not really going to be developing for the potential of that system for a little while. Um, Well, for at least a year. I still think this is a whole, again, side effect of developing for everything. There's only one version of a game now. Um, Everything's a PC game, and you just make it look however good it can look on whatever console you're sticking it on. Um, and then on the the top notch piece of hardware, it might look a little bit better. Yeah, um, and that's the, yeah, the that's weird thing at. about this one though is last gen they did this too. They're like, oh, by the way, these big, you know, high profile games are gonna also be on the old gen with like stuff like, um, what did this like Destiny and The Last of Us? Destiny did it, yeah, um, yeah. like 
but those were announced before the console. It's a little strange that they announced a console, then announced some games that are going to be on it, and then announced, hey, they're also on the old con- on the, old the console. That's the thing. That's a that's bad the, move, That's right? the weird thing about it, because yeah. it's not stuff we were looking forward to, and, oh, I guess this is getting pushed to the new console. I'm roped into buying it now. Uh, yes. It was done the opposite way around, where we thought, oh, it's just going to be on this new thing, and then found out after the fact that... It's not, yeah. Yeah. And and the thing that, again, like you said, is more disappointing to me is like, well, now if I get this new thing, I know that Halo Infinite has to also run in an Xbox One. Yeah. So it's like, it's not going to be getting the most out of this new hardware. And we do yeah. know the on the Xbox front, we know that machine is significantly more powerful than the Xbox One. Yes. I don't Whereas, think like, it means that at all. Like, like I'm saying, like... like there's, it it's going to look exactly the same. Like this well, is, I'm saying, the machine is more powerful, but clearly this is not going to get more out of that machine because there's only so much more it can get out of it. Well, but no, like like, like the the PC releases scale essentially infinitely down to us. Like, granted, they're not all a completely backwards compatible, but they all run on still systems that are at least a few years old. And yeah, no, you're. And this seems like the same sort of thing. Um, it's going to have to be going forward, yeah. Because, I mean, the, the hardware is already out that is exceeding the next gen of console releases. So there's no reason why mm-hmm. it, developing for that new console is any It's different. already happening. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, those are PC games at this point. Yeah, no. Um, the, the thing that I think um, is actually more interesting maybe is that I think Sony has a weird leg up in their messaging because of this, mm-hmm. which is M- Microsoft stuff seems a little muddled for people who don't fully understand the way these units work, the way PCs yes. and consoles work, whereas Sony's messaging, as far as I can tell, is going to be very straightforward. It's going to be, this is the PlayStation 5. It's the fifth PlayStation. It's going to run your old yeah. games, but this is a PS5 game, and it works on the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, Rich. Like, I'm disappointed because I was hoping to see Microsoft get off to an equal start just as like a outside, you know, I want the competition to infuse better product. But like when I look at this, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I see this is what I see as a, as a consumer. The first misstep. Yeah, I see, okay, I don't need to buy this right away. Oh, the system is a giant, generic-looking black box. Uh, But also, is it necessarily a misstep, in my opinion? It might not be, because, again, you have to go into the fact of Microsoft's maybe finally thinking this way, which is a way I agree with, which is it's never been about the hardware sales. Yeah. Hardware is not where they make money. That's true. They're getting their software into more people's hands, and maybe there'll be people who go out and buy an Xbox One S or an Xbox One X now that they're going to be cheaper. But their first party and, software isn't great. So like it has to Now change. they know they've got Game Pass and they've got the new software that's coming out that's going to work on that machine. But yeah, no, that's I agree with you. That's the thing though. Like yeah. it, they they need to PlayStation has the advantage of oh, this is an PS5 game, messaging. but if anything comes out at, from this point on and they essentially kill the generation thing, which is fairly stupid at this point anyway. Just have it be, oh, you bought the new thing? All your old games look a little better on this. All of mm-hmm. them. They all still play. You can, it's just like upgrading a PC. Of course, all your yeah. stuff still plays. It's still a PC. Um, having a console work that way sounds amazing. Like, yeah. if I could just transfer all my old games on there, hell, hey, they look a little better. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's really cool. The idea and of right now that is kind of the building rumor a library, of what, like of a, what the PS5 is, and that everything mm-hmm. except for the PS3 is going over there. Yep. And it that just, sounds like really I look cool. at this room and like they lost, I think, two or three sales of that thing immediately. Well, I don't know about Rich. He's kind of a crazy person. He might throw down the money either way. <laughs> yeah, I'm a lunatic. <laughs> but I mean, like for me, I was going to buy it. Even if I didn't want to, I was going to buy it. And now I'm like, well, I'll get it eventually. Why do I have to get it right now? You know? So it just seems like a strange 55% of our audience also said, yeah, fuck that, buying it immediately. Yeah. And 46 said, no, I'm still getting one. So. And I think uh, probably a lot of that is also based on who's a PC gamer at this point, because yeah. like we've kind of said before, they're essentially merging platforms. They are. Yeah. Um, Although the get X- So the I PC essentially already is- have the new Xbox, essentially, at this point. Yeah. That's and again, but and and people like you, Josh, are more prone to be excited about a PS5 because you think anything Microsoft's going to give you, you can just get on your PC anyway. Mm-hmm. So interesting interesting decisions behind their (sighs) launching of this news all right well those are the polls everyone thank you for voting every monday night usually late late night all the way through tuesday i get those up at swordchomp on instagram so thank you for voting and now we give a shout out to all of our patrons that we love so much uh via the form of our patreon shout outs um so again, thank you to everyone who supports us financially at patreon.com slash swordchomp. means the world to us. Take it away, Shay. Okay. So it's the start of the year. Um, I wanted to keep it short and simple. I sat down last night and I was trying to write this like grandiose story and nothing came to mind. So I was like, you know what? I'll wait until the morning and I'll just write this a fantastical story. So I sat down to write it this morning. And nothing came to mind. I had writer block, writer's block yesterday and today, so I apologize. I'm going to do it slightly different uh, than what I usually do. I like to write a story, but this time I'm going to keep it concise. It's the start of the year, so I wanted to try something a little different. So first, uh, we have Danny P at the All But The Hilt tier, which is our highest tier on Patreon. Thank you so much for being one of the best supporters that we have here at Swordchomp and an awesome friend to us. Seriously, uh, mm-hmm. Dan- Danny does more things than you can possibly imagine behind the scenes for us. Uh, he's f- he, he makes a lot of what we can do possible. So seriously, Danny, thank you so much for your love and support. Um, John, The Rev, Ivan and Cosmic, I want to thank you guys so uh, for supporting us at the Steely Two Course Meal tier. Uh, I personally love getting to have a sit down with you guys um, when we have those conversations monthly, and it's it's greatly appreciated how much you guys have supported us through the years. Thank you so much. Uh, next, we uh, um, we need to thank Curtis, who is our new Patreon. So our patron, so welcome. Matt, Lisa, Epidemic, Gil Beasy. Uh, they are on the some extra on the side tier. You guys are some of our most supportive fans. You guys have been there. Uh, most of you have been there since day one. And we are deeply, deeply appreciative of you guys. So thank you so much. Next, we have Michael, which is another new patron. Welcome, dude. We have Stefan. Or Stefan, I still need to research how to pronounce his name because I'm a piece of shit. 
Um, we have Curse of Lie. You know, I'm just maybe I'm never gonna learn because it's it's funnier that way. Curse of Lie. We have uh, Dan Dub. We have Sai. We have Eric. We have Corn Space. Uh, we have Kane. We have some guy named Rich. I don't know who the hell oh, that is. Never we have heard of Jason. Him. Fucking weird. Zach G, Michelle, and Ryan as the a mouthful tier. Uh, same as I said as the tier above. Above, some of you guys have been there since day one. Love and appreciate you. We appreciate you guys heaps. Thank you so much for supporting us and what we do. And thank some you. Some of them are on the show. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> almost like they're here. You're you're like a self investor now. You're getting stocks in your own companies. <laughs> That's right. Is that is that legal? No. Is that no, insider trading? We're t- we allow it here. We allow it here. And I'm last just too lazy to unsubscribe. <laughs> and last but not least, we have Paul and Larry at the a tiny nibble tier. Every little bit helps to keep the engine running here at Sword Chomp, and we are so thankful that you guys continue uh, to support us. We love you guys. So, uh, I guarantee you next month when uh, I do the Patreon shoutouts, they will be back to normal. They will be their own creative, unique story that I love to build every month for these Patreon shoutouts. Or I will get the guys involved in some way, shape, or form. I will bring the humor next month. Like I said, um, I had writer's block. I've been writing a lot more in my book, so a lot of my brain capacity has been going to that and so when I sat down to do the Patreon shoutouts, I just I had no juice left. But I will get the brain juices going, and next month, uh, if you are a part of the Patreon, you will get a shout-out. Um, and that brings me to say really quickly, I'm going to do it for Morgan. If you are interested at all in anything we do here at Sword Chomp, uh, please go to patreon.com slash Sword Check us out there. There are many tiers from the $1 to the $50 tier. Each tier gets you access to different stuff, such as exclusive polls on the Patreon and um, a secret, top secret Instagram page. You get access to these shout-outs. You get access to... Um, excuse me, I almost choked on my own spit there like a dumbass. Uh, you get access to super secret podcasts that only go live on our patreon you get access to skype chats and if you are on the highest tier, you get access to picking out one of our topics every month for the show so if that's something you're interested head over there uh morgan already did the merch stuff if you're interested in coming to hang out with us watch us play video games ever see what we do uh you know talk with us have a conversation with us check us out at twitch.tv slash and you can uh, hang out with us there. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Thank you so much, Shay, and thank you to all our patrons. Uh, means the world to us. We couldn't do this without you. Thank you again for being here, Rich, from the East Coast, New York, Josh from Michigan, Shay from Japan, and, of course, I'm phoning in from Montana. God Big sky it. country. Snuck it in there. Ha <laughs> ha. And uh, I thought we show? agreed to leave that sound in 2019. I'm sorry, Morgan, you are no longer the host. Rich, welcome. You are the new host of the show. Finally, it's about goddamn time. I am seizing control of the sword jump. There, that was that was quick. Goddamn. <laughs>
You um, have, you've ascended unlike anyone has ever ascended you just, before. You wanted to be the back of the human centipede, but you literally just slid your way right on to the goddamn Now a human Ouroboros. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the snake eating its own ass. <laughs> hey. uh, thanks for checking out the show again. Remember to subscribe and rate wherever you listen to the show if possible. Thanks for being here, everybody, and we'll see you next week for an all new chunk.